It's the Worldwide Sports Radio Network. What are you talking about? No, it's not him. There's only one more. There is only one more. There is, that's, that's it. One more. Get it around. No. They saw your team put up zero effort. Wake up. Remember in the old days, they used to have oxygen for them. Where's the oxygen? They play like absolute just garbage. <laughs> this, this is the Sports Loud Mouth. Yay. Man. Can you keep it down? I'm trying to introduce here. With Errol Marks and Speedy Beanie. You're not even a has-been. You're a never was. You're a never was. You're a never was. We are back, ladies and gentlemen. As you know, we are the Sports Loudmouths. You can call us at 631-672-3108 is the number. Go to a website at www.worldwidesportsradio.com. Download our app. Oh, my God. Do we have an app? Oh, yes, we do. You can go to our app by going iOS, WWSRN, or Android, Worldwide Sports Radio Network. Oh, my God. Is there sports to talk about today? There's lots to talk about. If it's not about right now, Freddie Freeman and his situation, firing his agent and the Braves situation and his agent not telling uh, Freddie that the, that the Braves made him an offer, the same offer that the Dodgers made him. We'll get into that a little bit later in the show. Kevin Durant requests a trade, Speedy. I'm not surprised, okay? I am not surprised with everything that's going on with Kyrie Irving in that organization. Sean Marks is going to be looking for a job very, very soon, like Billy you-know-who. Billy you-know-who king. Deja vu of the decade. I don't know about deja vu with the decade, but I, I mean the Brooklyn Nets are just a laughing stock right now in the NBA. When everybody wants to make fun of the New York Knicks, and the New York Knicks have been a complete, utter disappointment uh, for the last 30 years, the Brooklyn Nets get their men. They go with Kyrie and Irvin, Kyrie or Kyrie and Irvin, because it's two people, uh, you know, two different personalities. Um, Kyrie Only Irvin two? I thought he had more. And KD, uh, uh, three years ago, they bring those two guys in thinking that they're going to win champion after championship, and then they decide to move pieces like Allen and Karis LeVert and all the different players that they brought in when Sean Marks got there with uh, obviously Spencer Dinwiddie. They're all gone, and then they bring in, obviously, Harden. They give away their, their future, and Harden goes to the 76ers. Uh, Kyrie Irving doesn't show up to games, COVID-19, wants to hang out on a bus, wants to go out and, and get drunk. Who knows what else he's doing? He's trying to start the Flat Earth Basketball League. Uh, who knows? But uh, we will get into the Brooklyn Nets in just a few moments. The NBA free agency is about to open up on Friday. Uh, the New York Knicks look like they're uh, the leads to get Jalen Brunson. I'll give you the reasons why I think it could be a good move or a bad move for the New York Knicks. Um, like I said, we'll get into the Freddie Freeman situation. Uh, Jacob DeGrom next week will be on the mound, not for the Mets, uh, getting his arm warmed up for the regular season, something that he didn't do in spring training. So Jacob DeGrom could be a week, maybe two weeks away from being uh, a New York Met on the mound in City Field. Uh, Max Scherzer should be back by the end of the week. Uh, so the Mets are... Becoming uh, or getting to that full strength uh, starting rotation position that everybody expects them to be. Um, And the New York Yankees are winning. Yes, keep winning. 
And what does it do right now for the situation for Juan Soto, for Aaron Judge? Well, if Juan Soto gets that 13-year, $400 million contract, like Josh said, it could mean trouble for the New York Yankees signing Aaron Judge in the offseason because he wants to be the highest-paid player in Major League history. So there you go. Uh, what? I didn't. I didn't introduce you, Speedy. How are you? Uh, well, I'm definitely doing better than all the Brooklyn Nets fans out there. That's for sure. Not that there's, not that there's many of them anyway. So, happy free NBA free agency day to everybody that isn't a Brooklyn Nets fan. Why don't we get into the Brooklyn Nets? Because it seems like they're the laughing stock right now, not only in New York sports but throughout the NBA. And you know, before this story came out, breaking news by Woj, it came out. I would say three hours, four hours ago, Adrian Wojnarowski came out saying that Kevin Durant is demanding a trade by the Brooklyn Nets. Now, that doesn't mean the Brooklyn Nets are going to trade him because they have control of him. He opted into his contract extension before the season ended. So he is a Brooklyn Net as long as the Brooklyn Nets want him there. But the whole Kyrie Irving saga and the situation that's going on with this organization, I don't know whose side he's taking. Okay, we don't know whose side he's taking. And this has nothing to do with the New York Knicks, guys. I don't know why Snug and Jeff, the two idiots of the feed, are talking about the Knicks. We're not talking about the Knicks. We're talking about the Nets. Just talk about the Nets and how the Celtics ruined them, Jeff. Right now, the whole Kyrie Irving saga has changed the thought of KD wanting to be there. And you look at this team and this organization and where it is, what they were three years ago when they had Karis LeVert and Allen and Dinwiddie and obviously Kenny Atkinson, who I have no idea was fired. (laughs) And that has a, a lot to do with Kyrie Irving and KD. This team has completely fallen apart. You sit here today and you wonder what and where this organization is heading and they're heading for a downfall, a, a, a really big crash. Not only have they hit a wall, even hitting the wall, they can't climb the damn wall. And this KD thing, obviously with Adrian Wojnarowski coming out three hours ago stating that he is demanding a trade, not only does this affect where free agents want to go, when it comes to the Brooklyn Nets, because obviously they don't want to go there because both players in KD and Kyrie don't want to be there. But it affects where Sean Marks could go in free agency if they have any money to spend. Because I don't even see the veterans or the veteran minimal that they minimals that they have to bring in a veteran that's going to want to play with them. Who wants to go play with two disgruntled players that don't want to play with one another? Or... They do want to play with one another. They just don't want to play for that organization. And now you're hearing that KD wants to go to the Miami Heat. Who's the other team? The Clippers? Phoenix. Oh, the Phoenix Phoenix Suns. Maybe the Clippers. Now, I don't know if Miami can land him because they're going to have to shed a lot of contract. Yeah, that that trade's going to have to start with Adebayo and Hero probably or one of the least. Well, Hero's a free agent, and I don't think they're going to be able to re-sign him. Oh, yeah, so Adebayo is definitely the starting point of the trade from that logic, and then you'll have to get a lot more. We'll see. And I I can't see Phoenix either. Now, Phoenix could maneuver maybe one contract because they didn't sign DeAndre Ayton so that maybe they could do something like that. I don't know. But right now, 
where you see this Nets team is something that you wouldn't expect three years ago. When they then when they brought in Kyrie Irving, supposedly they won the offseason. Everybody was talking about the Brooklyn Nets being the team to beat in the NBA, especially in the Eastern Conference. When they land Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving, everybody thought it was over in the East. And what have they won? They have won nothing. Kyrie Irving and Kevin Durant in that Eastern Conference Finals or, or uh, semifinals that they were in when they lost against Milwaukee in Game I th- Game, game seven. 7. Classic game. Kyrie Irving wasn't even playing. James Harden was, but Kyrie wasn't. And James Harden wasn't 100%. And James Harden is a terrible playoff player. <laughs> you look at this team. There is nothing... There is nothing to look forward to when it comes to this organization, when it comes to uh, free agency, some of the youngsters. Now, they brought in unrestricted um, unrestricted signing. Uh, they signed um, I'm they sorry. signed their big man, Nick Claxton. No, 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 no. They, they signed, I'm not talking about Nick's, Nick Claxton. They signed um, rookies from the, from the draft that weren't drafted. Okay. And they didn't have much of a draft this year because <laughs> they traded it all away for James Harden. This organization is trying to figure out where they're going. Just like Billy King, when they decided to make those moves for an old Kevin Garnett and an old Paul Pierce. They thought that, hey, we have maybe one or two good years with these two guys. That's why we traded away four or five first-round draft picks. Which, by the way, Kevin Garnett was practically done after the first year. And Paul Pierce was tailing after the second year. And who did the Boston uh, Boston Celtics get because of those uh, because of those draft picks? They brought it. They drafted Jalen Brown, and they drafted Jason Tatum. Those were the Brooklyn Nets picks. And right now, those are the two important players for the growth of that Boston Celtic team. You look at this Nets team. I don't know where to start. They bring in Steve Nash, and he's one of the great point guards of this era, one of the greatest point guards of all time. He is not Kenny Atkinson. He took over a team that was ready to win. He took over for uh, a veteran, Kyrie Irving and KD, and then James Harden, because all three of those guys wanted to be coached by a guy that's won before. Meanwhile, Kenny Atkinson goes over there as an assistant coach in Golden State and wins a championship who decides not to take the Charlotte Hornets job to go back to Golden State because he didn't want to coach. He didn't want to coach a Charlotte Hornets team that's growing or building or rebuilding. So you you look at this Brooklyn Nets team, I don't know what to say about them. I don't know where to go when it comes to this organization. I don't know where a guy like Sean Marks could go in free agency. And now if they if Katie's demanding a trade and he is not happy there, what are you going to get for a guy that already is requesting a trade? Now, who's who's in the front seat for this? It's not the Nets. It's KD. Because every single owner and every single GM knows that he doesn't want to be there. Now, could they get a slew of first-round draft picks for KD? Yeah, they could get probably three first-round draft picks. But they're not going to be lottery picks, and they're probably going to be protected. So for Miami or Phoenix, they're not getting lottery picks from them. So I don't know where they're going with this. And and now both 
both disgruntled players, Kyrie Irving, who opted into his $36.5 million contract for one more year, and KD, who opted in before the season's end to the three-year extension, both guys are not happy where they are. And Brooklyn is not a basketball town. It's not. Let's be honest. It's a Nick town. They had to sell. They had James Harden last year standing outside of the Brooklyn arenas signing autographs at the Barclays Center for fans to buy tickets. It's the most valuable thing he's done in his playoff career so far. So, I, I, I mean, when you, when you look at this team and this organization, where are they going now? Does this set this team back if they have to trade Kyrie Irving or Kevin Durant? This season, not only does it set them back, they're going to have to find a new GM. They're going to have to find a new coach. They're going to have to find, they're going to have to start drafting again. It's by the way, they don't have any first round draft picks for the next two or three. Well, they have their draft pick next year because it's it's. I think it skips every single year, right. so they'll get their first round draft pick. Even if they're a lottery team, they'll get a lottery pick next year. But this team is rebuilding again. And this is something that the New York Knicks and the Brooklyn Nets have been through for numerous amount of years since Jason Kidd and Carmelo Anthony, <laughs> or not even Carmelo Anthony, Patrick Ewing. That's how bad these organization, organizations have been. The Nets have gone to way too many extremes, and they just continue to have the problems that you just try to avoid if you're every other team imaginable, and teams have done a better job at avoiding for the last four years. Now, obviously, there's still going to be some merit in terms of a player-run league. Team Players are going to want to team up with each other. We saw that Lakers do it. Which has affected the game of basketball. Of course. Absolutely. It's has. made the game so much more boring. It's made it a drama every offseason. Like, oh, who's going to team up with who? Who's going to force their way out? Which team is going to be the new team that's going to be interested in this player? And then all of a sudden, a year later, he he's on another team. Look at look at somebody like James Harden, for example. We'll get into this later with our guest uh, for the Sixers. With... That the Nets got him in January 2021. Uh, we literally we interview we were interviewing uh, Robert Lumberg. That was the same day as that. He who covers the Nets for Sports Illustrated among other things. And a year later, now all of a sudden he's traded to the Sixers, and they get Ben Simmons, the worst contract in the NBA. Yeah, have fun with that. Everyone's saying the Nets won the trade. Yeah, okay. Ben Simmons did stuff on the court. Nice try. You still haven't recovered the draft. Picks. I don't know who said they won that trade because I, there were so much people that day on James NBA Garden, Twitter. James Garden, James Harden, uh, James Garden. Well, he he. Some people say he might go play in the Garden. But oh, God. J- James Harden has been a joke in the playoffs. So, But, I, again, so has Ben Simmons. If if you would ask me who would I want on my team, Ben Simmons or James Harden, I'm going to take James Harden because he's played more games in the last two years than Ben Simmons has played in the last, I don't know, five years. Again. <laughs> and, he, and James Harden's hit a, th- you know, he can actually hit threes. Ben Simmons has hit, what, six or seven threes in his whole career? <laughs> I think he's like... 11 for like 82 in his career or something like that. And I think two of them were against the Knicks on all teams. His first one I know was against the Knicks. I remember when that happened. Uh, but nevertheless, like even the, I'm not saying the Sixers necessarily did well in that trade either, but they at least have a little more depth. James Harden, we know, can score the basketball. Ben Simmons is just a guy that's in the wrong era of basketball for a guy that can't shoot. And he's, he's another one that just causes drama off the court. He's a distraction, like we've seen with Kyrie Irving. Now you have two of them on the same team. Kyrie Irving now comes out and lists six teams for next week. They're and all a distracting. In. Yeah. D- distraction. And they've been distracting not only the, the players, the veteran players, but the youngsters. And that's the problem right now. The, the Brooklyn Nets, they 
they don't have any youth and young players on that team that they can say, oh, my God, he's the next up-and-coming big superstar. I mean, at least the Knicks have R.J. Barrett, Obi Toppin, Grimes, Emmanuel Quigley. They have players that you could say, oh, my God, maybe, maybe the Knicks have something. Doesn't mean that they do, but maybe they do have something. The Brooklyn Nets, what do they have? They have an old man in Kyrie Irving. Well, Kyrie Irving's not old, but he's getting up there. He's mm-hmm. he's 27, 28 years old. And then old man KD, who maybe has two more good years and could be gone, could be retired. So I, I don't know what the Nets are doing. And Sean Marks, who everybody said was a genius, who comes from the San Antonio organization, now are probably laughing at him and saying that just like Billy King, who, by the way, hasn't st- hasn't become a vice president or GM or player personnel, you know, operational guy for any NBA team since he's left the Brooklyn Nets. Then this is the trap that you get when you're stuck into trying to cater to all the players. Yes, there are going to be player-run leagues that player run league that makes it happen but the teams that have done well in later years have done well with building around a certain amount of stars and then building good depth after that even the lakers that are considered a big three they still had good veteran depth to help them win in 2020 that helped them win their championship now all of a sudden they fell apart but still they had the depth milwaukee has had the depth in their title year golden state this year has depth you need that level of it. It's not going to be able to. You're not going to be able to get away with it like the Heat did when they had their big three with LeBron. You're not going to be able to get it, get away with it. That kind of thing. Now, you could get away with it maybe to an extent and not having the greatest coach in the world or anything like that because we've discussed it many times. Steve Kerr isn't exactly what you would call an elite coach in this league, and Golden State's been just fine. Frank Vogel, he's a good coach for the Lakers. I wouldn't say he was great, but. But you need some level of depth, and front offices recognize that now. And the Nets were behind the curve with that kind of thing. The Rockets, when they initially traded for James Harden, then Russell Westbrook, they were behind the curve, and now they've had trouble rebuilding as a result. Now they lucked out in terms of what they got back from the Nets for the Harden trade, but beyond that, they're still having a lot of trouble rebuilding. And just a lot of these teams that have fallen into that kind of trap, you can't do that anymore. And the Nets definitely are the most extreme with that. I think the game has changed, and I think the Nets now are in position where they're going to have to make a decision before the season starts. If, if we have two disgruntled, disgruntled players that don't want to be there, maybe we should move on from them and rebuild now. And honestly, they should have never, uh, they should have never dropped Kenny Atkinson. Uh, it made no sense because Kenny Atkinson had that team playing at the top of their game with neutral players like Karis LeVert, guys that were building and becoming players, and Allen and, and Dinwiddie, guys that you can build your future organization around. And they found Spencer Dinwiddie. Dinwiddie uh, was a tr- really, I guess, a journeyman in the NBA. Yeah. Uh-huh. And then finally, uh, a guy like Sean Marks picked him up, brought him in, and he turned into being a pretty good point guard. And then he's been uh, he's been on the Wizards, and now he's on the Dallas, Ma- Dallas Mavericks. Yep. He was traded to the Dallas Mavericks last year. So... I, I mean, where you look at the Brooklyn Nets from where they were three years ago, uh, they're light years where anybody – and I would love to know what some of these analysts and some of these writers that have been writing for the Brooklyn Nets for the last couple of years think about this because 
yes, you're watching Steph Curry win his fourth title. And, and KD leaves over there to go to the Brooklyn Nets to form his own super team with uh, Kyrie Irving and then James Harden. And it just didn't work out there. And now I, we're hearing stories that KD uh, was upset because he, he really believed that if he was there with the Golden State Warriors, he would have gotten his fourth championship in, or third championship and would have been on his way to being compared to LeBron James. None of those guys are LeBron James because LeBron James right. took worse teams and he took teams that shouldn't have been there all the way to the finals, especially those early Cavalier teams. They didn't win. No. They got swept by the San Antonio Spurs, but not Steph Curry, not KD would have taken those teams the way he did in the Eastern Conference. Now, KD decided to go to the Eastern Conference like LeBron James because being that he was over there in the Western Conference his whole career with OKC and Golden State coming to the East – kind of takes away uh, a little bit of that top-heavy talent that the Western Conference has had for such a long time, even the bottom-heavy uh, over the years when, when the Lakers were at the top of their games with Kobe Bryant and Shaquille O'Neal. So uh, the West has been so much more dominant than the East. So him coming over there to the East, everybody thought, wow, the Brooklyn Nets have KD, Kyrie, and then when they led it, James Harden, it was over. Everybody said, they're going to win three, four, five titles. They're going to be unstoppable. Well, if, if everybody remembers, they played 16 games together. They were 13-3 and three with all three of them on the court. And they played not one game with all three of them on the court together in the playoffs. So what does that tell you about where this team was going when they made that trade for James Harden, who demanded wanted, he wanted to get out with the Houston Rockets and demanded he wanted to get out with the Brooklyn Nets, and now he's playing for the 76ers and then opted out yesterday in his contract and could be, could be heading elsewhere, uh, not with the 76ers. So look at all three of these players. James Harden, who opted out of the, the 76ers, now is a free agent. Kyrie Irving, who opted in because nobody wanted to sign him or trade for him when the Nets said, go ahead, go find your own trade. We'll do a sign and trade. Guess where he is? He opted into his $36.5 million. KD, before the season ended, opted in on his three-year deal. And now all three of them want to go play elsewhere. What does that tell you about the Brooklyn Nets organization and where that team is going? You know when your front office is bad when even the Sixers are jumping hoops around you because they're not known as the greatest front office either. I know they switched GMs. I know Elton Brand was in their front office. Then it was then it was D- Daryl Morey now has taken over, who I'm not the biggest fan of either, but they've at least done better in terms of drafting and fitting players into, the, into that system to make it work now. And their depth players that they got from the Nets helped them do a lot better than a lot of people thought in the playoffs too when they had James Harden underperforming and Joel Embiid had some injury issues against Miami. They played a lot better than people thought in the playoffs. And yet, you got fleeced by that front office? Yeah, that's when you know that there's a lot of problems. And the guys that you got, probably are the three most biggest drama-filled superstars in the league. Nobody is surprised that KD all of a sudden is demanding a trade. I I said this two years ago. Brian Snow said this yeah. two years ago, that this was never going to last. And and that because that's because of... Too many different personalities. Too many stars on one team. It worked out in Miami because LeBron, Bosh, and Wade were best friends. Kyrie and KD were friends, but they were only friends because they played for Team USA together. uh, That they had mutual friendship between Kobe Bryant and LeBron James. It... I, I, I knew it wasn't going to work. And LeBron, he can work with anybody because LeBron has a very strong, he's an alpha male on the court. Katie's not an alpha male. No. He's not. He's a quiet guy. He's not that leading type of guy that you want to follow. 
Kyrie thinks that he's the leading type of guy. That's why after practices with Steve Nash last year, there were stories coming out that he was calling the he was calling practices, having his own practices after Steve Nash's practices, which is disrespectful to the the rookie coach or the second year coach that they decided to bring in over Kenny Atkinson. Yeah, and then you have other issues too where teams are trying to duplicate LeBron and thinking, okay, this player is at this point where LeBron was at this point in his career, yada, 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 and thinking, okay, let's let just him pick who he wants to play with and make it work. And teams have tried to duplicate that. And other than the Warriors, who had a system in place already, nobody else has been able to do that kind of thing. And yet teams still try it for whatever reason. Is KD ruining basketball? Absolutely. Is Kyrie Irvin as good as he is talent-wise on paper Ruining the game of basketball? Absolutely. This game was ruined, ruined really, I would say, 15 years ago. And you know who you know who came into the league? LeBron James. Mm-hmm. It was ruined when he came into the league and he decided to part ways with the Cleveland Cavaliers to go to Miami and, and create a super team. Now, everybody's going to say there were super teams before that. Yeah, Kevin McHale and obviously Robert Parrish and Larry Bird, but... Kevin McHale was drafted by the Boston Celtics. Um, um, Larry Bird was drafted by the Boston Celtics. And even even Parrish was drafted by the Boston Celtics. If you go back with uh, the Laker teams, the what did they call themselves? The Showtime Lakers. Lakers. Mm -hmm. Yes, they traded for Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, but Worthy was there. He was drafted. Magic Johnson was drafted by the Lakers. They were practically built. Two-thirds of the team, two-thirds of the stars were built over there before Kareem Abdul-Jabbar went there. And, and then it really changed. when. And everybody says it was the Celtics they, with Garnett and, and Paul Pierce and Ray Allen. They traded for those guys. They traded for those guys. So – I, do I think they were a super team when Boston was dominant? Yeah, they were a super team. They only won one championship because at the time, the Lakers were just as good or better mm-hmm. with Shaquille O'Neal and Kobe Bryant there. And the Lakers won when Pau Gasol got there, too, against the Celtics in 2010 as well when they won in that epic game seven. So that was kind of another thing that was kind of short-lived. Not only that, also, Paul Pierce was there for a while, I figured, too. Uh, I'm, I'm sorry. Uh, I'm sorry, Jeff. You know, Jeff, you, instead of attacking me on what I say because I, I wasn't sure if Parrish was drafted by the Celtics. Why are you attacking me? You don't. I'm giving your Celtics compliments and you're attacking me. You know what? Your Celtics aren't going to win anything anyways anywhere. So even with their free agency, they don't have any money to spend until next year. So they're not getting Bradley Beal. So good luck on that. No, Bradley Beal signed back with the Wizards. I, I know. That's why they weren't getting yeah, Bradley right. Beal. They're not getting any of those guys. So you could sit there with the same team you had this year and not win because they're not good enough. Also, you going back to the 08 Celtics, Paul Pierce was there already. So it's not like he had to make that kind of thing work like you're seeing with the Nets, like everybody coming over there all at once. The Nets had, like you were saying, all the draft and I, picks. And, and I did not – and by the way, I did not know and I, I, I said I'm not sure if Robert Parrish was drafted, but they – Two th- okay, two-thirds of that Celtic team was already drafted before they won. Okay? So sitting here today and going back and forth about the Celtics, the, the, whole, the, the whole building those super teams happened with LeBron James. 
and Dwayne Wade and Chris Bosh, when they became free, when Bosh and LeBron became free agents, they decided to talk with one another and, and create a super team where they could have, where the Miami Miami Heat could afford all three players, and it made sense because Chris Bosh wasn't the superstar of the three players. Dwayne Wade and LeBron James were, and they got all the endorsements. So what they did was they took Chris, uh, I mean, Dwayne Wade and LeBron James took less money so Chris Bosh can make them more money so it can divide out on what they would make with through endorsements. So it, it, I, I look at the big picture and I look at where the NBA has, be- what the NBA has become. It's become an offensive league. It's become a baby league. And that's why I don't watch it as much anymore. If you put your finger on a guy that's driving to the basket, it could be a flagrant foul. I remember flagrant. I remember Dennis Rodman and Shaquille O'Neal and Charles Barkley throwing people in the second rows in 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 the basketball games in the in late '90s and in '80s. That's what I remember. I remember the game when it when it was rough, when every single team and every single player hated each other and wanted to play against one another and wanted to compete against one another. It's not like that anymore. Carl says, saw this by producer of Stugat's show, KD and Embiid to the Heat, uh, Lowry and Duncan to the Nets, and Hero and Adebayo to the Sixers. Never going to happen. It works on the NBA trade machine. Embiid didn't, isn't forcing his way out, though, Carl. I, I, I don't know what, what those rumors are about. I know James Harden left the Sixers. I haven't heard anything that says Embiid wants out because of that. I think Joel Embiid was, is pretty content now since he got it paid, got his money. I think Joel Embiid's going to stay with the 76ers. I, I can't. Doc Rivers is there. He loves Doc Rivers. Uh, he didn't want Ben Simmons there. They traded Ben Simmons. Uh, James, what's crazy about this is they made the move for James Harden. Now James Harden opted out of the contract. So I, everybody thought he was going to take the two-year, $40 million a year contract for two years. Then he decided to opt out of it before the free agency market. Now he's an unrestricted free agent. He can go wherever he wants. And the question is, who could afford him? Now, there's, there are three or four good players out there on the open market. Now, there's KD up there and, and Kyrie that are willing, uh, uh, willing and able to get out and, and leave the Brooklyn Nets if, if a team could trade for him. What are teams, first of all, what are teams going to have to give up for KD? I, I would say at least three first-round draft picks because he's still yeah. at the top of his game. And what are they going to have to pay him? Because he's going to want at least a matching contract that the Brooklyn Nets gave him or something close to it. I, now, now, hold on one second. I think Dallas could definitely be a good fit for him. I also think the Pelicans are a good fit for him. Mm-hmm. I think Memphis is a good fit for him. He's going to have to go back west because a lot of those teams, the Timberwolves are a good fit for him. Then there's Zach Levine. Who's also available wants a big time contract. Right. Where's he heading? I have a feeling he's going to go back to Chicago because there's nobody yeah. out there that's going to give him that money. And and with all these guys that are going to be available in trade talks, who who would you rather, KD, Kyrie, or or a guy like Zach Levine? Now Zach Levine's a fantastic player, but. You're not gonna go, you're not gonna hide away from the superstars, the faces of the game of basketball, and Kyrie and KD and James Harden. Those guys are gonna put fannies in the seats. Go ahead, Speed. I was gonna say I think a lot of those Western Conference teams, the 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 dilemma with them, because a lot of them are 
good young rising teams and they have young players to trade to the Nets. It's just how many do they want to trade? Now, Memphis is going to have to pay John Morant next offseason too because he, he already won an All-NBA first team honor and he's going to get he's going to get a, a the second highest max contract eligible. So they're going to have to pay him at some point this year. The Pelicans are going to have to pay some of their guys, and they traded for C.J. McCollum, who's going to take on a max contract. I'm imagining Brandon Ingram is going to get a max contract. So. And, and by the way, Jeff, I know you, you want to take shots at the New York Knicks. Uh, going to be great when Brunson accepts the Dallas $106 million contract. He'd make more for going to New York City. Here's what here's here's just a source that is saying this. The Dallas the Dallas Mavericks were informed that Jalen Brunson intends to sign with the New York Knicks at midnight tonight. So what does that tell you? The Knicks get Jalen Brunson, who you don't like, and now all of a sudden you're laughing at it. Which I think Jalen Brunson, 25 years old, has a lot to build on from the season that he had this year. Now I don't know if he's going to be a Kyrie Irving. I don't know if he's going to be. Uh, uh, Dame or, or one of those guys. I don't know. Now, maybe he could be. Maybe going to New York could even revive him better. That his father's working for the organization. Uh, he grew up a New York Knicks fan. He grew up playing, you know, go watching his father play and, and going to Madison Square Garden. That's great. Maybe going to New York is going to take him to that next level. Who knows? The fact is, he wants to be there. And that's that's hard to believe when a lot of free agents don't want to go to New York. So that tells you that maybe the, the transition of what this team has been over the last couple of years as a laughing stock, it's starting to draw free agents to come here. Not only that, I think the Knicks are trying to avoid a lot of the other past mistakes that not only they've made, but teams like the Nets have now made. And I don't know if they're to the level, obviously, yet of a lot of these Western Conference teams that are building kind of homegrown, like we were saying with the Grizzlies and the Timberwolves, teams like that. I don't know if they're there yet, but they're, they're kind of having that kind of trajectory now where they're trying to keep a lot of these pieces and still be able to create an attractive destination. And they'll be ahead of the curve, at least from an endorsement standpoint and the big city standpoint, because of them being New York. Now, obviously, James Dolan's obviously a massive wild card that a lot of players don't like playing for him. But it seems like Jalen Brunson doesn't have that kind of problem right now in terms of that. Going back to some of the other free agent spots, though, like we were saying with James Harden, the Sixers are an interesting one in terms of if they want Kevin Durant, too, because he was linked to them last year, too. He's not going to – KD is not going to the Sixers. I, They're going right. to have to pay him a lot of money, and uh -huh. I don't think they have money. They gave Harris that big contract. They have Embiid with that big yeah. contract. Now, obviously, they could they – could give him James Mahardin money, but right. I don't know if that's going to fit in their salary cap with all the other players that they got to play. They also have to pay Maxi soon. Yep. So why would they give Kevin Durant that kind of money when they have a good young player that they can build around for the future with Embiid? That's why I also think, too, they're, they're not in the position where I don't think they want to trade any more extra assets in order to do that. Kevin Durant is a trade. If Kevin Durant was released, I think it would be one thing. I think they would pursue it hard. They're not releasing. They're, no, there's no reason for them to release him, no. My, the Sixers are not in the position like the Timberwolves and those other Western Conference teams to be able to do that kind of thing. So I think they're either going to be looking to give James Harden that shorter extension that he wants or looking to use that money elsewhere. Maybe they're the, a team that could pursue somebody like Zach Levine and then maybe use that money elsewhere to build more depth and go along with Embiid and Maxi, who's turning into that young star point guard too. And they're going to have to give him the, probably the last max contract that they have. You know what's so funny about Celtic fans, including guys like Jeff and Snug and all the other Celtic fans, whenever a player wants to go and play in New York or whenever a player goes to play in New York, they have something crazy to say about them. They're going to fail. They don't know if they're the right fit. All that stuff that you hear from guys like Jeff and Snug. 
But if they went to the Boston Celtics, oh, my God, we added a good point guard, a guy that fits very, very well with our two young superstars, our two young studs, who, which, by the way, went as far as they're going to go as an organization with those two guys. They're not going back to the finals next year with the team that they have. Just so you guys know, I'm just going to set you guys straight on understanding where the Celtics are. Jalen Brown, he's a great player. Jason Tatum is a great player. Marcus Smart showed you why he won Defensive Player of the Year. They have Al Horford Horford and some of these other players that are old. And and you're going to say, well, they're, they're young. They're one of the youngest teams. That's great. That's great. They need... They need to add another player to that team, another piece to that team to get over the hump. I don't even think they're coming out of the East next year because there are other teams that are going to be just as good or better next year in the Eastern Conference with all these free agents and all this money that some of these teams have. And I don't want to talk about the Knicks because everybody knows the Knicks aren't winning anything, even with Jalen Brunson. So why bring up the New York Knicks? If the New York Knicks are happy that they're getting Jalen Brunson, and the fans are happy about it, why attack the Knicks fans that they're excited about landing a good player? You know why? Because you're a hater. Because the Celtic fans are haters when a good player wants to go and play for the Knicks. I'm not saying the Knicks are doing anything drastically great either right now. It's just... Oh, it, 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 here, Ben says Jalen Brunson, four-year, $104 million, which he took less wow. to go play with the Knicks. Yep, here it is. Yep, on Waz's Twitter. Free agent guard Dalen Brunson has agreed to four-year 104 with the Knicks, and it includes a player option in the final season as well. So you might even get him for a fifth season in that case for that, for that current price. So that averages about – that averages out to about – You know what that means? He's taking late, less. You know what that means? It means that they have money left over where they can add another big player mm-hmm. if they trade another piece off. So what does that tell you? It's only telling you something fitting that could happen in the next couple of weeks. So I, I'm, I'm not saying it's going to happen, but it, it's not a coincidence that somebody's been hanging out in New York with some of the Knicks, okay? Thank you, Ben, for being our insider for the night. Uh, four years, 104, Jalen Brunson to the Knicks. So that average is about, uh, out to about a little over $25 million a year, which I don't think is I don't think I thought he was going to get 30. Yeah, it seemed like he was going to get 28, which – a little over 25 is not drastic. He took bad. less money yeah. to play with the Knicks. Right. So I, I, I'm good with Tells that. Tells you how much he yeah. wanted to be there. I'm, I'm good with that contract. I'm not going to say a bargain, but I'll, I'll say it's a good contract. I think it's a fair contract for somebody who has that much upside still as a young point guard. The Knicks haven't had a point guard that good in a long time. So it's obviously a He's got to stay healthy. He's got to stay healthy. But I don't think he's really had many injury issues in his in his career And so he'll far. go to the Knicks and he will. Okay, that's fine. But it's not something you could say, all right, let's prepare for that kind of thing. It's not like somebody that's notoriously injury prone that you're saying, okay, this guy is an injury flag. Let's not give him less. Well, let's give him less money. Jalen Brunson. He, the only reason he didn't play much, he just had, had trouble initially developing his first two years. He played off the bench, and in the last two years, he's been a starter. So I think, as a result, you know, it's so funny. It's Nugs attacking the Knicks. Hooray! Making jokes about this. I don't know why everybody's attacking Jalen Brunson. He is a good player. I, I, I don't understand it. Everybody knows that the Knicks and any team was going to have to overpay for a guy like Jalen Brunson. I mean. What's his name again? Um, Tim Hardaway Jr. I got an extension from the Mavericks worth about $18, 19000000 million. Right. Okay? And that's Tim Hardaway Jr. He's not even a starter. He's like a seventh man off the bench. Mm-hmm. 
Carl says, how can you say the Celtics reach their ceiling when all those, all these other top players look to be on the move and may reshape some teams? What, what does he say? What is what is Jeff saying? Tuesday, Errol says what? 20 is the most he would pay him tonight. Yeah, 20, yes. 25 a year is yes. a bargain. Here, uh, that's what I would have paid him, Jeff. But guess what? I was also hearing that they would have to pay him 30 or 35 or 32 million for them to land him. And the fact that the Knicks got him for 25 million is a good deal. Now, do do I think they should have given him 25 million? I would have given him maybe 22, 23 million or somewhere around that total. But to land him and get him and get him less than what Dallas offered him, who had a chance last year to go all the way to the finals if they knocked off the Golden State Warriors. Yeah, I think that's a good move by the Knicks. So say whatever you want. You could say classic Errol, classic this. Jeff, if you got nothing good to say, why are you listen to the show? You know, you, you think you're funny. You think you know everything. You call the show and you act like an idiot. You sound like an idiot. So it just it, it's classic you always taking shots at the New York teams because you can't stand New York people. I'll tell you what, I don't say anything about Boston people, but people like you, I can't stand. Also judge what it is probably fair market value. Now, Jalen Brunson's market did not get fully evaluated because it seemed like he was either going to the Knicks or staying with Dallas, and there was really no other suitors at, at, at the moment. I think that market value for a young point guard, a guy that really is improved every year since he's been in the league, a guy that really doesn't have a significant flaw in his game. Yeah, he he could definitely improve a little bit defensively. Yeah, he could improve a little bit in terms of in terms of like free throw shooting. But even last year he shot 84%, the best point in his career. That is something that is going to progressively you would hope go he up. He needs to make RJ Barrett better. Sure. They need a guy that's going to get R.J. Barrett in the spots where he's not taking the ball up, where he's not playing forward point, which he's been doing for the sure. last couple of years. And I, I know that's what Tom Thibodeau need, wants and he likes, but they need a point guard. And Derek, Derek Rose hasn't been 100% healthy for the yeah. last year and a half. The Knicks extended him in the offseason last year. I think he's, he's a good player to help Brunson grow because yeah. Derek Rose was the same type of player as Brunson, except Brunson's a better shooter than Derrick Rose. So um, I, I think I, Jalen Brunson's a start. He's not the end-all, be-all where I could sit here and say, oh, this is going to take the Knicks to that next level. They need another superstar to go and play over there. They need a guy like Donovan Mitchell. They need another guy that's going to help RJ out. And now they're going to have to decide what they're doing with Julius Randle. Now, Julius Randle mm-hmm. got the $116 million extension in the offseason last year. The question is, I want to see what the Knicks do with that contract. Now, I don't know if anybody's going to want him right now because of the season that he had. Now, I think he averaged 19 points a game last year. I think I think it was more. The problem was he was so inefficient. And that well, was... throughout the season, he was averaging 18, 19 points. Maybe at the end of the season, he started playing better when nobody was playing. But he didn't have a good season last yeah, year. Yeah, 20.1. You're about in the same area. Yeah, 20.1, 9.9, rebounds, 5.1 assists. But he shot 41%. No, Derrick Rose hasn't been 100% since 2011. But when he came to the Knicks as a, as a guy that was a sixth man and he was coming off the bench, he was giving the Knicks 14, 15 points. Right. And, and if you could get that from Derrick Rose this year coming off the bench and helping a guy like Brunson develop, I mean, that's, that's good news for the Knicks. Now, I don't think this is going to help the Knicks get over them. Maybe it makes them squeak, as an, squeak into the playoffs as an eight seed. It's not enough. And to sit here today and Leon Rose say, we got our guy, we got the player that we wanted, that's not going to tell me right now that, up oh, the Knicks are a team to be, a force to be reckoned with. I don't think they are. No. Okay? But 
if they can land a Donovan Mitchell, they can land another guy uh, in a trade or something like that, a three-team trade. I, I mean, we're talking, you know, if you could keep R.J. Barrett and Brunson there and, and keep some of the other guys that they have, the youngsters that they have, and get rid of Randall and maybe some uh, one of the youngsters and some of the draft picks that they have, I mean, the Knicks could be a force to be reckoned with in the Eastern Conference. Yes. But that's not even what we're talking about with the NBA free agency. Let's get off the Knicks. Let's get into, you know, some of the other guys that are available right now that teams could definitely use. I mean, Kawhi Leonard coming back with the Clippers. The Clippers still have money. They still have money on their their cap. Now, I don't think they have enough for a max contract because they pay Paul George and Kawhi Leonard. Mm -hmm. But... I, I could see them making a trade, a sign and trade, and, and trading for James Harden or somebody like that, or bringing a point guard, maybe a Kyrie Irving. That that would make sense if they bring in Kyrie Irving. They're they're going to be one of the the favorites of winning the the Western Conference this year. So, uh, Zach Levine is not going to the Knicks. No, I doubt that. He's too similar of a player to R.J. Barrett. I think they're going to let. Better. Yeah, I think they're. Gonna, I know he is better right now. Right I'm now. Saying, yeah, I'm. I, I, I think his skill set, though, is very similar. Where I don't know if the Knicks need two like exact same types on that team. I don't think that kind of thing is going to happen. I think Zach Levine will. I think he will go back to the Bulls. But if he doesn't, he's, he's probably going gonna, back to the Bulls. He'll probably and if he if he's not, he's going to end up in one of those Western Conference teams. Though that we were mentioning now, before. Leon Rose was his agent. Uh huh. Leon Rose was Zach Levine's ag- agent, and I'm sure he's going to sit down with the Knicks and talk with the Knicks. But I can't see the Knicks landing Zach Levine if they got Zach Levine. And played with R.J. Barrett and, and obviously Brunson. That's a pretty good ten. I don't I don't know if it's enough to win the East. No, but they'll be a high flying fun team to watch. Young, but I, I I think the 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 best move the Knicks could go after if he becomes available is Donovan Mitchell. Right, because if they can get Donovan Mitchell there, that's their superstar. They build around him. They have R.J. They have Brunson, and then they could start building the young the young players around him into that rotation where they can keep Derrick Rose to be that leader of that team that they need a veteran leadership. Maybe Taj Gibson, but I think the Knicks are going to drop Taj Gibson. I think they already did. If did I they? Correctly. No, I, I don't think they did yet. Okay. All right. Then they were, you're right. They I know they, I okay. know that they probably are because they're going to try to free, uh, free three or $4 million. Right. Yeah. He's making 4 but, million. So yeah, but they, right now he's still a Nick. I haven't heard that they dropped. Him. Okay. Maybe, maybe they said they were probably going to for, or they were waiting for a move to happen or something like that. Uh, Carl says, "Why Mitchell and not Levine?" Here's the reason why, and, and I, I'm, and, and this is why I, I, I go in and out of this because Zach Levine is a great two guy. He, he's a great two guard, and uh, he's definitely bigger than Donovan Mitchell. And, and I like Zach Levine, but I think Donovan Mitchell's more of a sure thing playing in playing in New York. He's from New York. I think he wants to play there. I, I don't know if Zach Levine wants to be in New York. I don't. Got released the other day. So Zach Gibson did get released the other day. Oh, okay. But I again, getting back to the whole Zach Levine and uh, Mitchell. Mitch, Donovan Mitchell. I think Donovan Mitchell's a better fit with the New York Knicks because he wants to be there and because he grew up there and he grew up a, a New York Knicks fan. That's why I think he would be a better fit. Now, that doesn't mean that the Knicks wouldn't go after Zach Levine. Zach Levine, let's be honest, is not better than Donovan Mitchell. He's just not. Now, that... They're very close to one another. I also think Donovan Mitchell's a better defender. Zach Levine has become a good defender ever since Billy Donovan got over there. Right. But uh, when he was with the Timberwolves, he was a horrible defender. He was. Mm-hmm. He became a better defender with B- Billy Donovan the year that he was there. So 
I, 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 I wouldn't mind Zach Levine. I wouldn't, but if the Knicks want to be taken seriously, adding Donovan Mitchell is a bigger name, and I'll definitely put the Knicks on top of the free agency market or the trade market in the offseason. I also think just in terms of player types, Donovan Mitchell is a guy that's a, a quick attacking point guard that is good defensively, too. Well, that, he wouldn't be playing points. Brunson would. That's he'd fine. Be, but, but he'd be a small two. I, I, I don't mind the, even the position labels. I don't even mind having a dual point guard system. I think it's, it's something that could work because Jalen Brunson's just a different type of point guard. He's a, good sh- he's a, better, a better shooter. I don't think he's a better attacker than Mitchell is, but he's a better three-point shooter. He's probably not far behind in the passing department, and he's a good free-throw shooter, too. Uh, he says, uh, so wouldn't Levine become even better than with, with Thibodeau? Possibly. I don't know because there's other team, there's other players that have gone over there to play with Thibodeau. Thibodeau has ruined uh, young right. players, and Thibodeau's yeah. ruined mediocre defenders. Right. He's ruined them. Yeah. Now, I, Thibodeau also you know, took on you know, Taj Gibson. He drafted Taj Gibson. He drafted, um, he drafted uh, Joe Kim Noah, Joe yeah. Kim Noah uh-huh. and Derrick Rose. Derrick Rose became a better defender, but he was there as a rookie with Tom Thibodeau. I think Zach Levine, being that he came into the league and, uh, as, uh, you know, in the time that he came into the league, he wasn't a defender, yeah. and he's gotten better with Billy Donovan. I don't know if, if playing with a Tom Thibodeau or a stricter coach is going to make him a better player and a better defender. Yeah, he came in. He came in with the Timberwolves and went to the Bulls. And I think the, all the coaching changes that both those teams were going but through. But he could be time. right. Yeah. Maybe Zach Levine does become a better defender. No, no. I, no, nobody's saying you're crazy, Carl, for that, for that kind of thing. It just – Donovan Mitchell is going to get that same kind of coaching and is already a better defender. Not to mention I think his fit works better in other things. I think Mitchell – or I think Levine – I don't know if Levine wants to be in New York. I, I haven't heard anything that Zach Levine wants to play in New York. Right. You know, I've heard Donovan Mitchell. I've heard throughout different, you know, friends of his and, and his agent saying that the Knicks are on the top of his, his trade list if he were to become available. I haven't heard that with Zach Levine as no. an unrestricted free agent. I've heard the Lakers. I've heard Dallas Mavericks. I haven't heard the Knicks. No, most of the other teams that were listed were all Western Conference teams. I know there was the rumor that Miami could have traded for him, but that doesn't seem likely as much anymore like it was like a Everybody month ago. Everybody wants to go to Miami. Why? They don't have any money. They're going to lose Tyler Hero in free agency. Maybe, I like Tyler Hero, but Ty- void, Tyler guess. Hero is not going to give. Is not going to be something that the Knicks are going to fans are going to just jump all over. Right. You know, if yeah. if they get Tyler Hero, but Tyler Hero wants to be a starter. It's probably just a good culture, warm weather type thing, maybe that these players have, especially for the veteran ones. But yeah, in terms of Donovan Mitchell, I think it's still more likely for the Knicks and Zach Levine for a guy that's going for his first big, big contract, max contract. Miami's not going to be able to. I don't know why are we getting into the New York Knicks again? Because I, I, I want to get off the New York Knicks. The Knicks made their move. They brought in Jalen Brunson. They'll probably make small other moves. I don't know. I, I they, they, I've been I've been hearing Andre Drummond as a player they're interested in. Uh, that's not a big move. I, no, I don't that'd know be a vet minimum. Probably. Yeah, but uh, but that's what I'm saying. The, the Donovan Mitchell thing has not been brought up, and I don't know if that's even going to be brought up this off season. It might. They might have to wait until the trade deadline next year when Donovan Mitchell gets traded or if he demands to be traded out of there. Now, if Rudy Gobert gets traded uh, this offseason, which a lot of people believe that he will, I don't think Donovan Mitchell is going to be gone. I think he'll be in Utah for the, for the better, and, and he'll, be there the, he'll be the player that they're going to build around. Hmm. So, yeah, that's, uh, that's a big wild card, too, because Mitchell and Gobert, that, their relationship was the start of that 
those rumors even going back to last offseason, too. Now, it wasn't driving as hard last offseason as now, but still, when everything fell apart in Utah the way it did, a lot of it had to do with even that relationship with Mitchell and Gobert. We were even saying it, like, Utah's the better team in the playoffs, a lot of the better, even in comparison to a lot of the teams that were ahead of them in the seed-wise, and yet they just looked, like, disinterested to play. And a lot of that has to do with Mitchell and Gobert. So, as a result, you have you have an instance where if Gobert goes somewhere else, maybe they maybe Donovan Mitchell gets leverage over there. It's just a matter of does Utah have the assets, and also they don't have the location. They don't have they just fired their coach. They don't really have the upward trajectory to want to go over there too. So, what did you think about the Hawks and, and trading with the? Spurs I love that trade for the Hawks. I I, actually, I know you brought them up with the yeah, Knicks. I did. I love that trade for the Hawks because I actually think they're two very different types of point guards that'll complement each other well. I don't think they gave up much for him either. No, and. DeJounte Murray is a guy that is a defensive point guard. He actually had more uh, the most steals per game last year among any point guard, even over Marcus Smart, who won Defensive Player of the Year. He's a great rebounding point guard, averaging over nine rebounds a game. Yeah, okay, some of it has to do with Popovich. I understand that. But Trey Young is not a good defensive player, and he's undersized in comparison, and he's not going to be a guy that's going to get a rebounder. He's a great shooter, great passer. We know that. And DeJounte Murray can also take the ball handling pressure off of Trey Young so he can shoot more, and that's going to add another element to Atlanta's game. I actually really like that trade for Atlanta. I'm, I'm just looking at some of the moves so far, and uh, they're all coming up right now. Um, we, we talked about Brunson. Uh, JaVale McGee joining the Mavericks. $20 million contract. Patty Mills staying in Brooklyn. Hmm. Signs his extension. Marvin Bagley re-signs with the Pistons. Yep, that was inevitable. Dort, uh, Thunder agreed to a new deal. Uh, Ingles joining the Bucks. Hmm, that's not a bad move. Shooter off the bench for them. Yeah. Bobby Porter staying with the Bucks. Yes. Simmons to sign four year, $100 million extension with the Blazers. Isaiah Hardenstein uh, heads to New York for a two year deal. Yeah, European big man that overperformed last year for the Clippers, but still not been only $8 million a year. I'll take that for a guy that's been an insurance policy for Robinson. Bamba returning to the Magic, after all. Victor Oladipo returning to the Heat, one-year, $11 million deal. Wow. Tucker heading to the Sixers. Uh, Malik Monk to sign uh, a two-year, $19 million contract with the Kings. Hmm. There you go, Snug. The Kings got involved. Um, I'm trying to look at this. There's, there's a story right here. Package deal involving Durant and Irving, a possibility. Ooh. That's interesting. Now, that that's a wild card, too. Is Kyrie Irving or... Where, is he, where are they going to go? That's what I'm trying to figure out. Kyrie Irving is Miami? so stubborn as it is well, where he wants to go. Miami is the only mutual link, but then they're going to have to trade off the two two big Butler. contracts. Butler Butler, and Adebayo. Unless they keep work. Butler and trade everybody else away. I mean, yeah, I guess that would be the combo. Because I know you mentioned Kyrie Irving and Jimmy Butler did want to play friends. together. Yeah, that's so friends. I guess that's a possibility. Miami might have to give up more just to do that, though. They're definitely going to have to find a way to trade Lowry's contract. And Bam Adebayo would be the centerpiece of that deal, if that's the case. And then you're dealing a lot more draft picks. If they could figure out a way to sign Hero back, maybe they can include him in the trade. I don't know. But right now it doesn't the seem Nets that The Nets made way. a trade. Uh, the Nets acquiring Jazz Royce O'Neal in a trade for a 2023 first-round source. Says, oh, so they don't have their first-round pick anymore. All right. So Why are you they got... trading away first-round draft picks? I have no picks? idea. <laughs> How good is Royce O'Neal? He's a good, like... 
fifth guy bench player defender type, but I mean, he's nothing like worth a first round pick. If the Nets are going to be that bad, why would you trade that first round pick? Unless it's not their own, but where, where else did they get a first round pick from? I don't know. I'm just reading that obviously has to do with next year in 2023. Because they do have their first round draft pick next year. Because <laughs> they did, not, I guess not anymore. That could be a lottery pick, right? That's my point. I'm like, Royce O'Neal's a fine piece for a unless they, team. If they're making a trade like this, they have plans to keeping KD and Kyrie. <laughs> yeah, good because luck with they that. wouldn't they wouldn't be trading away a pick where they could be a lottery team. Well, down you're back to being stuck into what are we doing and hoping for the best. This is an, it seems like this is another Billy King yeah. type of GM. I you mean, might as well just get a fortune teller to figure out how the Nets' outcome. This are doesn't going make any sense. This. I, I, yeah, it doesn't because I like O'Neal. I think he's a good like defender. Here, Carl says, "How is Royce O'Neal news?" And I'll tell you why it's news because the Brooklyn Nets traded away their first round draft pick in 2023, which could be a lottery pick if they decide to trade away Kyrie Irving and KD. Right. That's why it's a story over here. And that's why if the Nets are going to get any resemblance of wanting to either rebuild or make one of their stars happy, they're going to need picks like that, players like that, to make that happen. They have they have the first round picks. Spit pick. it out, Speedy. They have the first round picks of the Sixers. They got uh, they got one back. And that's why that must have been where it came from. So they got one Doesn't back. Doesn't matter they got one back. They gave away a, a possible lottery pick. If I was the Knicks, I would have done that trade with the, the Brooklyn Nets. Because right now their 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 team is right now in 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 a shambles right yeah. now. I, I don't we don't know where the Nets are going. And now they're mm-hmm. talking about trading off both players in a package deal. Yep. So their next first round pick is not until Who cares if Royce O'Neal is going to the Brooklyn Nets? Right. Their next first round pick is a pick swap with the Houston Rockets in twenty twenty five, to put that into perspective. Every other pick they have is second round picks up until 2027, and they have a protected top eight pick from the Sixers and another pick swap with the Rockets. So Carl That's says, so Carl's saying, so connect the dots, guys. That means the Nets are getting rid of both. I, I, getting Royce O'Neal means they're going to get rid of both of them? I, I don't know. I mean, unless that. they just plan to trade him again, but is your pick that you're going to get for Royce O'Neal is going to be better why than would you, the Nets lottery Why pick? would you trade for Royce O'Neal if you're trading away Kyrie Irving and Kevin Durant, you're going to be a bad team. So that means you're losing a chance to get the number one, number two, or number three pick. That doesn't make sense. No. That would be a stupid move by yeah. the Brooklyn Nets. Royce O'Neal is a that's good... something the Brooklyn Nets have done year yeah. in and year out. Like I said, with Jalen uh, Brown and Jason Tatum, both guys could have been Brooklyn Nets. Instead, they're playing for the... Boston Celtics. Royce O'Neal might be a piece for like a contending team to trade a late first round pick as a guy that can help him defensively, a guy that can hit a couple shots off the bench occasionally. The Brooklyn Nets are not in that position to do that unless they're somehow miraculously able to keep both players. But Kevin Durant wanting out. I think they can keep both players, and I think they will keep both players. Really? Yes. You don't think Kevin Durant's not really enough anymore? No, I think Kevin Durant will stay there. I think the Nets will sit down with KD and Kyrie and try to fix this for at least one more year and try to uh, win this year and, and, and maybe take away all the craziness that's going on uh, it, you know, behind closed doors with the Brooklyn Nets. The stench. That is I, I, I don't know what it is, but I, I what does this say? Breaking news, the Nets sign Jason <laughs> Player coach. So, so stupid. What, do you have to trade the rest of your first round picks to get him as a coach too? The fact is right now, 
I, I, I think one way or another, I, I, I believe the Nets will figure this out and fix KD and Kyrie and keep them there for at least one more year. Does that mean if KD and Kyrie don't win this year, they're going to want to be gone? But the, I think what the Nets are going to try, what the organization and Sean Marks is going to try to sell to Kyrie and KD, we're going to we're going to try to fix this. We still have Ben Simmons. We Ben Simmons for a full year now with you two players. You have your perimeter defender that you didn't have in the playoffs last year, which costed cost us that series against the Boston Celtics. So you're smiling, Speedy, but Ben Simmons is a good defender. He's an elite defender. And if you get a guy that can defend different positions, it could absolutely help where the Brooklyn Nets are and what they were last year. So I, I think the Nets will sell KD and Kyrie because I don't I just don't see any other team for what what are the Nets going to get from any other the te- uh, any other team and there are a limited amount of teams that right. they're going to want to go and play for that are going to compete for a championship. Carl says, no, if you guys are saying that they are trading away top picks to get guys like Royce O'Neal, but they should be using those picks to convince the star to, to stay, like I said, then based on your thought, they're not keeping the big guys. Yeah, I, what I'm saying, though, is if they don't keep the big guys, that pick is going to be a lottery pick. Mm-hmm. It could be a top 10 pick. It could be a top 5 pick, for all we know. It could be the number ba- 1 pick. Yeah, for, depending on how bad it gets for the Nets, and it could get very bad very fast, then Royce O'Neal is not going to be a worthwhile player for them to have. They might just have to move him again. And odds are you're going to maybe get a first round, late first round pick from a contender maybe. And that's what the, the type of player he is worth at. The Nets are not at that point to make that kind of trade. Uh, Snook says Katie Kyrie and Ben Simmons to the Knicks for 10 first round picks. Yeah, uh, let's just all ex- uh, watch the, and Madison Square Garden explode if that happens. Just so, so all the Knicks fans know, these idiots are idiots, so I don't care what Snug, Jeff, or anybody is saying over there in the in the feed right now because everything is the New York Knicks is to take shots at the Knicks and we're not even talking about the Knicks we're talking about the Brooklyn Nets and it seems like everything is the talk of the town with the Knicks the Knicks made the trade the Knicks signed Jalen Brunson let's move on from the Knicks we're not talking about the Knicks okay the fact is right now KD is 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 it's breaking news that Wojnarowski came out and said that KD wants out. I can't see him going anywhere else that is a contender for a championship. I don't know if any of those teams have the money. All those teams are going to have to do a three-way deal to get one of these guys. So, Which means, one way or another, I think the Brooklyn Nets are going to sit down with these two players and Ben Simmons and try to figure this out. And I, I think that... Sean Marks can sell them that we could bring in another player to play with Ben Simmons, you and Kyrie, KD and Kyrie, where we can compete for a championship in the Eastern Conference this year. And I believe that's what they're going to sell them. And all seven teams, between the six teams Kyrie said last week and then the Heat and the Suns that KD said today, all have a what-if in order to make that kind of thing happen, too. The Suns, starting with them, need to be able to sign DeAndre Ayton and try to do some kind of signing trade to make that kind of thing work. Because otherwise, your first building block is Mikhail Bridges, and you'll probably have to trade your whole bench and a bunch of first-round picks for KD in that case. So if DeAndre Ayton, can, they can get him signed, maybe it is, it's worth it at that point to go with your big three. With- I don't know where DeAndre Ayton's going to go, because yeah. everybody thought he was going to Detroit. Uh-huh. And now Detroit made that trade with the Knicks for Nerlens Noel and yep. Alex Burks. So what does that tell you? 
what it tells you right now, they don't they don't have the money now to go after DeAndre Ayton, so he's not going there. So where does he go? Yeah. So if the ne- if the if Suns can somehow make that work, where they can include him in a trade for Kevin Durant, that probably be the one chance. Otherwise, hey, you're going to linger behind too. Here's what I would do. Hmm. I, if I was the Brooklyn Nets right now, I would figure out how I can trade Ben Simmons and bring DeAndre Ayton over there to play with the Nets. Yeah. I, I think he would be a great fit with the Nets. He's a defender. He's a rebounder. He, he's a guy that could give you points. Right. I, I I think he would be a great fit with the Nets, even better than Ben Simmons. No, easily better than Ben Simmons because also you've got to realize that DeAndre Ayton has grown his game a lot more where he's not just the traditional big man. He could shoot a little bit. I wouldn't say he's like a great big man shooter, but he's a, he's a good shooter. He's a guy that could pass the ball, a good drive and dish guy, as we've seen with the Suns in that system. And he's a guy that's pretty durable throughout his career, too, where the Nets don't have to worry about that when it comes to him in comparison to all the other older players on their team if they uh, obviously somehow keep a lot of the veterans, which it seems like that's their route right now. So the Nets will have a p- building block, and who knows? Maybe if they— You know, it, it's, you sit here right now, and the Lakers obviously have Russell Westbrook. They have um, Anthony over there, Anthony um, Davis. Davis right there. Maybe the Lakers start to figure out to uh, put— I'm sorry, Anthony Davis on the trade market. Yeah. And if they think they can't win with Anthony Davis, and obviously they know they can't win with Russell Westbrook, they try to move picks and move these two players and maybe bring in a Kevin Durant to play with LeBron James for the mm. next two or three years. And Kyrie. Maybe that could happen. Interesting. Trade Anthony Davis, Russell Westbrook, and maybe a player or two and future draft picks to land KD. And Kyrie over. Could you imagine KD yeah, and Kyrie swap, yeah. uh-huh. playing with LeBron James? Right. That would be just pure star swap, which is what both teams are at this point going to have happen. to gamble on. It could happen. Yeah, both teams are going to have to swing for the fences. I don't know if the Nets are going to do that. And Nets are going to want, like, the Lakers next five years worth of draft picks. Or the next, uh, I guess, five dra- first-round draft picks because they have to skip a year. So. Right, yeah. Yeah, which which could be protected at any point. Could, I think it could only go up to 2029 anyway, so I don't think they could even get five at this point. They would have to be four. But nevertheless, yeah, that is what they're going to have to deal because both teams are in the same position. Now, the Lakers are obviously a better position than the Nets are, but they are both have a lot of big contracts and a lot of old players, and they're both kind of on these down years where they have to swing for the fences at some point. And the Lakers now, especially, they, they kind of have a time bomb on them too, because LeBron said he's not opting into that contract or that extension, and, here's and he an- wants to go play with the Suns. And here's another thing with Chicago. I think Chicago is sitting really pretty right now because if they don't bring Zach Levine in, there are quite a few players that can go and play with DeRozan, DeMar DeRozan, that is available right now in free agents, free agency. Now, we, we just were talking about DeAndre Ayton. I mean, obviously, Chicago's very long and very big, so they don't need DeAndre Ayton. But there are other players right now, maybe landing and trading for KD and bringing KD over there to play with Billy Donovan mm. and DeMar DeRozan. Having a superstar of that magnitude, the last player they had that was a superstar of that magnitude was Michael Jordan. Right. And bringing KD over there, that gives them that, that starstruck uh, player that they haven't had for over 50, well, Derrick Rose was popular. Too. I would yeah, say Derrick Rose. Yeah. He he won an MVP over there. So I, I'm sorry, not Michael Jordan. Derrick Rose. But Derrick Rose was good there for like four years before he got hurt. Right. And then he wasn't the same player. So I, I guess since Derrick Rose, which is a long time ago. Yeah. They haven't had a superstar of that magnitude. Now, Zach Levine was becoming a superstar. He was becoming a superstar. But I, I, I don't think he was there yet. Right. He was a star. I think you bring KD over there. That gives the Chicago Bulls a little bit more... Uh, uh, what's the word? Uh, um, 
In, uh, draws la- uh, draws players yeah. to come. Draws players to come and play over there. What's yeah. the word? Um, leverage. I was l- saying. Not leverage. Um, incentive. Not incentive. It's a spark. A, 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 spark for a them. drawing place to play if you bring in KD over mm. there. Here's the other thing, too. I'm not sure how well connected they were because it was only one year. Remember, Billy Donovan's first year with the Thunder was Durant's last year with the Thunder, so they might have some incentive there as well, well if that's I, the again, case. I'm Jeff, not sure how good their relationship is. This is, is why but. I can't stand this feed. And Jeff actually can't be normal and actually talk normal stuff. Everything is the New York Knicks. I, I don't understand. We're not even on the Knicks. Stop bringing up the Knicks. Yeah, we're trying to give Carl's team the love that they deserve. We're deserves. not even talking about the Knicks. But Jeff, all... Jeff's supposed to deviate away because Carl, because Carl's a Michigan alum. That's what? What is this with the Knicks? We're not even talking about them. The Knicks are done. The conversation with the Knicks is over. The Knicks got their guy. We're on to the Bulls now. We're what? we're going throughout the league and what some of these teams could go. How about this? How about your stupid Celtics trading one of those players like Jalen Brown or Jason Tatum and bringing in a, a superstar of KD's magnitude? How about that? Because you can't win a championship with the players you have right now. Well, no, Jeff would never do that because, according to him, Jason Tatum is a better player. <laughs> yeah, what a joke. That's a joke. But they're not winning right now. The Celtics aren't ready to win. And they, they made it to the West. They, they, I'm sorry. They made it to the finals last year. That was great. They, they got lucky. They got lucky. It was easy as it was to get to the, uh, the finals this year. Because I'm going to tell you right now, it's not going to be that easy next year. Because teams in the Eastern Conference are going to be better. It's going to be harder. Yeah, and there's still much more free agency to go to. And a lot of those fringe teams in the East last year are like the teams we were mentioning in the West, too. Who says this isn't the last move for a team like Atlanta? Uh, Cleveland's another team. That I could think make Atlanta has money. Yeah, I, they do. They could get DeAndre Ayton. I think DeAndre Ayton yeah, would be a great fit. Yeah, they could move Capella and then something else and then maybe get Capella Aiden, there. Yeah. They could keep Capella there. Well, I think I think he would be the next max contract though, because they brought now they brought. Clint Capella's not a max contract. I think he is. I'm pretty sure he. he I'm pretty sure he is. But they've been trying to move him in order to get a younger. He got a hundred million dollar contract. I'm pretty sure he did. But uh, how many years does he have left on that contract? I think two. If uh, I'm not 100 percent sure, but I know they've been trying to move him in order to get in in order to get a little bit younger contract and a little bit younger at the position. I I look at it right now. You look at all these different teams, and uh, there is so much. Uh, the, the, like, for, for instance, the Charlotte Hornets, they have LaMelo Ball. They have some good youngsters. They make, a pl- they make a play on one of these superstar players to come and play with LaMelo Ball. I mean, the Hornets could be a contender in the Eastern Conference this coming year. They have a lot of money. They have uh, a lot of money. Yeah, he's got one year left, $18 million this year, Capella. So one been... year left. So they, they can make a move and bring in a, one year left this year? Yes. This so is... they, it's, that's a good piece that they could trade away. For Aiton, yeah, I, I definitely believe that. The Suns Not could... for Aiton, because Aiton's a free agent. They, they would have to do a sign-in trade. No, I'm saying, if the Suns do a sign-in trade with, with the Hawks, with that kind of thing. I would trade Clinton Capella and then bring DeAndre Aiton in. Oh, okay, a separate agents. trade. Okay, gotcha. And gotcha. free agency, and br- get a first round, or get a get a pick or something of a yeah. good player that fits for what they're doing offensively or defensively moving forward. That's another thing. Clinton Capella going to the Brooklyn Nets. Mm, I, I yeah, mean, I, guess so. I mean, if you have KD there, if if you think that Clinton Capella is a better better player than Ben Simmons, maybe maybe making that move, maybe they do that. Right. Maybe yeah. maybe because I heard the Hawks they were interested in Ben Simmons at the trade deadline. Right. So maybe Ben Simmons going over there and trading trading that kind of player. Now Capella is not gonna it's not gonna 
stand out for the Brooklyn Nets. Well, we're ready to win now, but it makes sense if they're trying to get rid of Ben Simmons, and Ben Simmons, they don't believe, is going to fit over there in Brooklyn. That would just be ironic, though, because they were the ones that were heckling him and booing him and had all his playoff woes against him, and then they ended up getting him. That would be, that Why? Would be pretty funny. Why? Young loves him. No, no, I, I don't believe I, I don't believe it could happen. I, I definitely believe it could happen. They were interested in him last year for a reason because they needed defense. Their defense was one of the ten worst in the league last year. And Bradley Beal is off the uh, off the market now, which yes. is crazy. I, I was very surprised when I heard he mm-hmm. he signed that extension yeah. because he he was the guy that everybody was talking about and where is he going and. I thought Bradley Beal would be a perfect fit with the Mavericks. Oh, my God. Him and Luka Doncic, oh, they would be fun to play with. And, and Bradley Beal is a good defender. He's a, yeah. he's a very underrated defender. He could play multiple positions, too, uh, and he's a great offensive player. Now, he had a bad year last year for, for his the, what he did the year before, almost winning the scoring title. Right. This year he had what, averaged almost 24 points a game. So it's interesting that Bradley Beal decided to sign that extension with the Wizards. Maybe he thinks the Wizards are an up-and-coming team, and the Wizards still have money. Now, they did they did take on the Chris Stapps Porzingis uh, yeah. money after they traded for him, but they still have enough room for another max player. So Because the rest of the players on the team are young. Carl says, Bradley Beal wants nothing to do with the spotlight, hence he stayed with the Wizards. Yeah, that could be. It definitely could be. But again, he's also somebody that... Well, we heard that Bradley Beal was interested in playing for the Boston Celtics. Right. And that's the spotlight. Yeah. And I think, too, when you look at somebody like Beal, maybe it's something that he might have wanted to incentivize in terms of that last contract. Maybe he was trying to avoid the injuries. He only played 40 games last year because he was dealing with a lot of injuries in the beginning of the year. But, yeah, the last two years, look at it, 31.3 points a game, like you were saying, close to the scoring title, and then 30.5 in the 57-game season, the shortened season the year before for the Wizards. So definitely not slowing down anytime soon. I, I think last year he's young, was, too. Yeah. He's 27 years old. Yeah, so he's definitely worth all that money. He's- He's in the prime of his career right now. He's one of the best shooting guards in the league, for sure. So, I mean, Bradley Beal was the guy that really stood out out of all the players that were going to be available this offseason. Now it's KD if he he really is available for the Nets to trade. The Nets could get a ton back for him. The question is, will they trade him? I just can't see it. I I can't see him going to Miami. It doesn't make sense. I can't see him going uh, to the Phoenix Suns. Now, Phoenix might be able to make that move because – Obviously, Booker and Paul are the 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 guy the two guys that have the max contracts. But they just traded they just signed their other point guard. So I, I forget the other point guard that they had uh, last year. Shamet, Shamet, yeah, Landry Shamet. Whatever they signed him to a, a long term deal uh, in the off season last year. So I, I don't know if they have the money unless they trade two or three of those players. Well, yeah, I would imagine Shamet would have to be part of that deal. Probably Mikhail Bridges as well, who just won, who or not won. He's just, he's just nominated for Defensive Player of the Year, so he's going to want some money as well. I think he does. He does get paid this year too because he was a 2018 first round pick. So, but I think a lot of those guys will end up being I part of the trade anyway, traded. especially if Aiton does not get signed and traded. You're going to have to start with Bridges and Shamit and then maybe Cam Johnson. A lot of these other bench players are going to have to get involved because the Suns do have some first-round picks left, but they don't have like the massive amount of draft stock that these, obviously, teams that are younger and not in full contention mode. The Suns are one of the best teams in the NBA, and they got to that point by having to make those kinds of trades. And they, they grew their own team, too, so it's not like they have no first-round picks, but they're going to have to trade a lot of that bench core in order to make that kind of thing work if they can't bring back Aiton, which seems very unlikely now. I'm looking at the NBA right now, and I'm looking at the teams, and, and we're looking at the, who has availability. Speedy, look up who has availability for contracts and max contracts, because that's what I want to know. 
I, I think Atlanta still has enough for another max contract. Charlotte definitely does. They don't have any maxes. Because Charlotte's a good – with Lamella Ball there and he's still on his rookie contract, you add another player or two over there, I mean, you're contending in the Eastern Conference. Miami is there over the salary cap. Uh, Orlando, they're an up-and-coming team. They have a bunch of young players. Uh, you could possibly build with them. Um, the Nuggets are over the salary cap. Um, Minnesota has, I think, up for – I think they're, they have a belief for a max contract. Yeah, I think Beverly's the only one that in town. So, so I think they should have one left. Yep. I'm trying to find it. It's hard to find. But... Oklahoma City definitely does. Portland does – do they? I think they do have availability. Yeah, because they traded McCollum. So, yeah, that's they definitely have one. I think Nurchik is the only other one. I mean, so why not go play over there with Dame? Why not Dame, KD? Dame was recruiting him KD? like two weeks ago. Yeah, KD. Yeah. I mean, KD going over there with Dame? Yeah. I, that, that would be fun. I mean, Dame had a bad season this year, but I yes. don't think he was that bad. No, it's the same kind of thing with Beal. I, I think it just, just he just lost the interest a lot of the time, and he's trying to preserve himself to either get that one last payday or end up getting traded. Now, Rudy Gobert could be gone, or Donovan Mitchell could be gone, so you're going to have enough, enough room to add two max contracts. So maybe over there in Utah. And Dwayne, by the way, Dwayne Wade is one of the owners over there. Right. So uh, do you have it? I, I can't find it specifically the max contracts, but I could, I could look at it by team. Um, I could look at it by team if you want to look at any team that any team. Houston has them. They have room for max contracts. Well, course, Memphis yeah. does. Be quiet. Let me speak. Memphis does. New Orleans does. San Antonio does. Sacramento does. Phoenix doesn't. Los Angeles doesn't. L.A. probably doesn't. Golden State definitely doesn't. No. Dallas does. So I would say. Dallas, Houston, Memphis, New Orleans, and San Antonio and Sacramento are all of the Southwest uh, divisional teams. Um, well, the, all the Southwest teams have salary room for a max contract. Sacramento is the only one in the Pacific that probably has room. Uh, Southeast, Atlanta, I think, has another one. I, I, Charlotte has room for three. Mm-hmm. Um, Miami has none. Orlando has room for, I think, three. Yeah, they're all um, mm-hmm. The Wizards has have room for, I think, one. Yes. Uh, Denver doesn't have for any. Minnesota might have room for one. Oklahoma has room for three. Portland has room for maybe two. Mm-hmm. And Utah has room for maybe two as well. I mean, if they trade one of those yeah, guys. right. And it seems inevitable that they are. Uh, Boston doesn't have room in, for a max guy until next year. Right. When Al Horford is contract, yep. contracts off. Uh, Brooklyn, none. Uh, the Knicks, I don't think they have enough room for a max contract unless they do a sign and trade. Yeah. Uh, the 76ers, if no, they uh, don't. Well, they lost Harden. Well, they lost. Yeah, they lost. All right, they lost Harden. So yeah, that's the one because right now it's Harris and, and unless Bede they the trade, moments. unless they give Maxi an yes, extension correct. now. Yep. Uh, Toronto has room for two. Mm-hmm. Um, Chicago has room for, I think two. Cleveland has room for three. Right, I think Cleveland. Uh, Kevin Love, oh, Kevin one, Love, so, so, they, so they, two. two. Yep. I think Cleveland is a good place to go and play. Mm-hmm. I mean, Kevin Love with all those young players, I could see that happening, and they got a lot of chips over there. Why not KD and Kyrie going to play over there with Kevin Love? Mm, interesting, Kyrie back to Cleveland. That would be interesting. The uh, round at that division, the Pacers have all three, all three because they just traded. Or they have one, uh, two because they're going to trade Miles Turner. We'll see. And then Milwaukee doesn't have any. 
Detroit has room. Yes, have, Detroit has plenty of room. Yeah, uh, and Indiana has room for one, right? They have room for they have room for one. two because they Miles Turner is the only one right now. They could because they just traded Sabonis too, so they have room for two. If they tr- they might trade Miles Turner though this off season. I don't know where they're going to trade these yeah, guys uh, with the contracts. A lot of these teams, really, the bad teams are the only ones that have open now. One of these bad teams could make could form a super team. They really could. I it's just possible. mentioned Cleveland yep. is a, as a hot spot. Chicago, they can add another superstar over there to play with Demarcus, uh, Demar Derozan. Uh, yeah. Detroit, with all the young players they have, and Cade and 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 now well Ivy, you add three superstars to play over there. You you have an up and coming superstar team right there. Uh, that could be a hot place to go. Um, who else? Toronto is a place that is a beautiful city. Maybe them. Atlanta. Oh yeah. Is is a place that right now they have two of the two young guards. You had another big man. I think DeAndre Ayton would be perfect over there. Mm-hmm. I think he would be great. But they're gonna have to move, uh, move what's his name again, um, Capella. Yeah. Capella over yeah. there. But and they're all uh, John Collins too is another yeah. one they've tried to dangle too because I guess, I think he wants more money yeah. too. And yeah, the Hawks don't want to get him. Yeah. This whole NBA free agency market and trade market now. Now that KD and Kyrie are open to being moved. It's going to be interesting in the next couple of weeks. If KD gets traded, I I could see it in two or three weeks. Okay. I don't think it's going to happen right away. And what do you say? Great clubs in Atlanta. Wink, wink. I don't know. Oh, he's making the joke about I think Lou Williams when he was there. He he was there for like the two weeks stint, and then he had the he had the, went to that strip club with all the wings during the playoffs or Got whatever it. the bubble. Got yes, it. Carl. Yes. I do like Lou Williams though for that, but uh, no, uh, yeah, I don't know. I don't know if I wanted be to get into baseball clubs. and Freddie Freeman, but we'll get into that after our our guest because yes. uh, we'll get into all baseball after our guest, and we have uh, we'll be talking to uh, the painted line seventy sixers and NBA reporter writer Austin Krell, who's been on the show. Yep, he was the one you had that massive Chris Paul Steph Curry debate with. Yes, last year, and I'm sure he'll have something to say about Steph Curry. By the way, and I. I've got a lot to say about Steph Curry, how they're overrating Steph Curry. It really is. It's crazy right now. It, there's so much going on with different analysts. And I, I was talking to one of the guys. Uh, I went to Applebee's with a friend of mine the other day. And he, he is not a Steph Curry fan. But the, the manager of Applebee's, we see him all the time. He listens to the show religiously. And he, he believes because Steph Curry has his four championships, even though he doesn't think he's amongst the top ten greatest players of all time. When we last talked to him, he said he was 15, 16. Okay. Now he's putting him all the way to 11 or 12 or even 10, which I, mm. I do not think he breaks the top 10. Uh, I do no. not. Yeah. not. And then he, not says he's definitely, player, no. then he says he's definitely a top five point guard. I disagree yeah. because of some of the great point guards in our era, you know, in the old eras. So, and there are so many of them. So it's, it's crazy. But uh, we do have our guest who's going to be coming in, and, and we're not going to get off of basketball because we're going to talk basketball. Uh, Carl, Carl has. Uh, mm-hmm. Did you watch the segment I sent you about how Curry has made five players great, but KD hasn't made anyone great? Yeah, I, I saw that. Hmm. And and by the way, you say Curry has made all these guys great. Let me ask you a question: How long did it take Curry to win? Okay, how long did it take Curry to actually have a great MVP season? Took him about five or six years. Six years. Six years for the MVP season. I would say his first star season was probably his third year in the league. It took him a while. I, I got. I got news for you. Steph Curry didn't make every. The only person that he made look better is Draymond Green. That's it. Clay Thompson. Clay, Clay Thompson. If he would have went anywhere else, 
anywhere else, he would have been good. And don't tell me Andrew Wiggins, he made Andrew Wiggins better because Andrew Wiggins should have been the MVP of the playoffs. And Andrew Wiggins was already a good player, a good two-way player with the Timberwolves. He averaged the same amount of points, same amount of assists, same amount of rebounds over there in Golden State as much as he did in the Timber- with the Timberwolves. The Timberwolves just weren't a playoff team. Yeah, and he had all those issues with Carl Anthony Towns and Tom Thibodeau when they were there, too. I would say Steph Curry, his first like star year was his fourth year in the league. The last year, I think Mark Jackson was there. Second to last year, Mark Jackson was there. And then his MVP year was the 15-16 Who else season. did he make? Jordan Poole? Jordan Poole was a good player. Yeah, Jordan Poole was a good prospect. He, he only fell because of his size in that draft. And you but should he, know this. He comes from your team, Carl. Yes, you're, uh, yeah, he made the greatest shot in your team's tournament history as of, recent, as of recently right now. And Jordan Poole <laughs> became a star after Steph Curry got hurt. Right. I mean, go look at what Jordan Poole did when Steph Curry wasn't in the lineup. Yeah. Now so he, that, that's Steph Curry. That's why Steph Curry was, is great. He made him better because he got hurt. I think Jordan Poole also, too, was somebody that he he was sitting on the bench for a while, too, and kind of emerged later in that in that first season when Steph Curry was still trying to deal with the ankle injuries that he had in the, in the pandemic-shortened year, too. So he also had glimpses. He didn't get the opportunity, obviously. And I'm not taking shots at Steph Curry. I don't. I think Steph Curry is a fantastic player. He's one of the greats. He's definitely a top 20 player of all time. But there were so many great players. So many. I could go through even the big men of the dominant eras that they they played. Bill Russell. Will Chamberlain. Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. Shaquille O'Neal. Tim Tim Duncan. Mm -hmm. Those are five big men. Yeah, two of them in my top five of all time, for sure. Two of them are, that's five guys, just big men. Right. Then you forget about Michael Jordan, LeBron James, Larry Bird, Magic Johnson, Oscar Robertson. Do you want me to go on and on and on? I mean, to put Steph Curry in the same realm as them? He's the, honestly, I would say, would you say he's a point guard or a two guard? I would say point guard. All right, so he's a point guard. Would you put him in your top five point guards of all time? I wouldn't. I have him kind of right outside that, probably seven or eight, something around there. I mean, is he better than Isaiah Thomas? Yes, he won four titles. He also played on dominant teams. Dominant teams. Now, it's not his fault he played on those dominant teams. They were just good drafting. No question. But I don't know why everybody, because he's won four titles, you're, you're putting him with some of the greats. It takes a team to win titles, guys. It takes a team. Yes, Carl, I know I know about Trey Burke's shot, too, against Kansas. That was pretty epic as well. So Curry is like Jeter, then? I would say so, yeah. Yeah, you're critical of both of them, more than most yeah, people. Yeah, I would say that. That is actually a very accurate comparison. For what... And I'm critical with Jeter for one reason. I think Jeter, if Jeter wasn't a Yankee, he wouldn't have been Jeter. He wouldn't have been the player that he became. And I would say that same thing. With, if Steph went to the Knicks, he would have never became the player that he is right now. Yeah. Do you think he would have won four titles with the Knicks? No, no. He wouldn't have. No. He wouldn't have. He probably would have ended his career early because of injuries. And Steph was one play, one pick away from going to the Knicks. So, and Jeff, you keep calling me an absolute clown. Fine, you could call me a clown all you want. Derek Cheater's overrated, and you know he's overrated. You know who's a clown? It's you. Why don't you get in your pool and sink to the ground? <laughs> I sound like the beef. Honestly, he should because he's got so much to say. But you want to know something? Everything that he says, 
He doesn't make his straight-up points to it. it. It's always beat around a bush, attack the Knicks, attack the Yankees, attack all the teams that I root for or the Beav roots for. <laughs> Well, okay. Yeah, yeah. But he also he doesn't look at his teams and say, you know what, my team's this. Oh, but I told you about the the Patriots. Oh, that's great. You said bad things about. It. And then when the Patriots were winning, you were talking about let's go, let's go. Who was their top pass rusher this year? Judon. Ju- Judon. Yeah. Oh my God! Look at Judon. Look how great he is. Defensive Player of the Year. Whenever your teams are playing well and whatever you got to say about your teams, everything is blown out of proportion. But when the Knicks are losing or the Knicks make a trade or the Yankees do this, the Yan- hey, hey, Jeff, the Yankees are 36 games over 500. They, the first thing, they, they, the Yankees got no hit the other day, and you know what he comes? He texts me. That's the clown that he is. Oh, he tagged me on. He tagged me and Stug on Twitter, or the other way around, saying that the Mets are better than the Yankees they, because they because the Yankees got no hits. Yeah, they're still seven games behind, and now the, the Mets are in a slump right now. They just got swept again by the Astros, and they struggled. They've struggled with injuries now. So, yeah, tough to say that they're better than the than the Yankees at the moment. And, and, and nine games. What seven games behind the Yankees? Last time I checked, it was seven. It might be more now because the Yankees. I know the Yankees won. They just swept the Athletics. I think they're more than seven games. It's probably more now. Speedy, they're more Uh, than fifty-six and twenty-one, and then the Mets are forty-seven and twenty-nine. I'm talking about the Red Sox. Oh, the Red Sox. Talking about the Red Sox. Oh, yeah, they're yeah, they're they're twelve twelve and a half half. ahead of the Red Sox. Are they referring to the Mets? No, I'm. Why would I refer to the Mets? Who cares about the Mets and the Yankees? They're in different divisions and different. uh, They're they're in the National League, and the other ones in the American League. I'm talking about the Boston. The Boston Red Sox. Right. And by the way, the Boston Red Sox are 12 and a half games behind. But you know what he was talking about? Trevor Stories. Are you watching Trevor Stories? Give me a break. Probably it was just for the, that Give me a the break. Donaldson debate. No, it's, it's just it's ridiculous. Whenever his teams are doing good, he's got something great. And when the Yankees are playing bad or they're on a losing streak or they get no hit, oh, do you look at the Yankees? Look at the Yankees? By the way, the Yankees, your Trevor Stories has one less home run than uh, um um, Glaber Torres, and I think Glaber Torres has more. I think Glaber Torres has a better batting average. I think Glaber Torres has more RBIs than him too. So, and that's your Trevor Stories, who is such a great acquisition in the off season. So much. Oh yeah, great. Let's see Josh Donaldson. Josh Donaldson's having a bad year right now. Six home runs and twenty two RBIs to Trevor Stories, who's making uh, he's making more money than him. And yes, he has. I think seven more home runs. Seven yes, more home runs. something like that. Yeah, I think he's at twelve right now, which is the same as what Glaber had last time I checked. But Glaber, Glaber is not making nearly. What's the, amount of the money. best ability availability? It's so stupid. It's, a, it's so. It, it's a typical. It's a typical. And by the way, typical Red Sox fan. Jeff, we go have to bets. go to break. We have to go to break. We have a guest, so call back after that. Hmm. Anyways, when we come back, ladies and gentlemen, we'll be talking to Painted Line 76ers NBA reporter and writer Austin Crowell here on the Sports Loudmouths. You're, you're, you're listening to the Worldwide Sports Radio Network. This is the Sports Loudmouths. We are back, ladies and gentlemen, as you know, this is the Sports Loudmouths. You can call us at 631-672-3108. And go to our website at www.worldwidesportsradio.com. Download our app on iOS, WWSRN, or Android, Worldwide Sports Radio Network. I'm sure 
Jeff is calling up trying to compare Trevor Story's numbers to Glaber Torres. I'm I'm willing to bet you, okay? And, and yes, Trevor Story's does have more RBIs than Glaber Torres. I think I, I would say about 20 more RBIs, but he also is playing, I think he's batting third or fourth in that lineup where Glaber Torres is batting like seventh in the Yankees lineup. So that just tells you he's batting in the heart of the uh, the Red Sox, so he's going to get more RBIs. So just so you know. And Glaber has 20, 20 more points at, on his batting average. He has one more home run. So call up, Jeff. You can call up and you can argue your points. And Glaber Torres is making no money when Trevor Stories is making, what, $170 million? So give me a break. Anyways, we have our first guest and our only guest tonight. Um, we haven't spoke to him in a long time. The last time we had him on the show, me and him went back and forth about Steph Curry, but... Happy to have him back. We are now talking to Painted Line 76ers NBA reporter and writer, Austin Kraut. Austin, what's going on, man? I believe it was Chris Paul, actually. No, it was, it was just Steph- both of them. Chris Paul and Steph, Steph Curry. Curry. Yeah, yeah, it was both of them. We went back and forth with Steph Curry. And I, I also had another guest, an analyst on the phone, where he loved Steph Curry. And he went back and forth with me on Steph Curry. Anybody that knows me and listens to this show knows I have a dislike for Steph Curry because I think he ruined the game. I think that Golden State Warriors team has ruined the game, not for the better, but for the worse. But how are you doing since the last time we talked to you and the COVID situation? Everything's going well on my end. It's certainly an interesting time. Get Mm. to cover one of the more mercurial players in the NBA and Mm. James Harden. Mm -hmm. Uh, And, you know, the whole situation in Brooklyn is happening. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Uh, So, yeah, everything is as calm as can be on my end. So why don't we get into the whole James Harden situation and obviously getting traded at the trade deadline to the 76ers for Ben Simmons. Uh, the Nets absolutely bombed on the whole James Harden trade. They gave up uh, their future. They thought that these three guys were going to win multiple championships. It looks like that team is just completely breaking apart. And James Harden was offered a two-year uh, two $80 million contract. Uh, yesterday he opted out out and not taking that contract. He is now an unrestricted free agent. What are your thoughts with James Harden? Does the 76ers have a chance to still sign him? Yeah. So he's actually an unrestricted free agent. Mm-hmm. But what happens is, um, I mean, they're going to have an inside track on signing him. They've already made two signings uh, on the, on the op- first, first couple hours of free agency to set the table for them to get James Harden. I don't think either guy is going to come into Philadelphia if they don't know that James Harden is going to is, is if, if, if there's any question, James Harden's going to be there. Um, so that deal should come to a head in the coming days. Um, I see. Well, I know Woj reported it's they're expected to meet this weekend. So we'll see about that. Um, but yeah, I mean, you know, it, it's shaping up to be a really good uh, off season. So far for the Sixers, they've gotten better on multiple fronts. So do you see something because of the way James Harden has been? He's been forcing his way out of Houston and forcing his way out of Brooklyn. Do you see something where maybe the Sixers have to be careful with that kind of deal and either give him a shorter contract or if he does get a longer contract, something with an opt-out or some other incentives? So I think he – I think the expectation is that he's going to get a three-year deal. Um, No one knows the exact number yet, um, but – you know, it, it looks like it's going to be somewhere around like 110 million. Um, I've done the calculations on my on my own for my own salary sheet. I think it's like looking at at a, on on the high side, like 120 million. The low side, about 113 million. Um, so, I mean, he's doing you know what is the noble thing. He's taking less money, acknowledging, hey, I'm not the player that 
uh, I once was not the player that is worthy of $200 million. He's leaving a hundred, hundred fifty million million on the table. Uh, it sounds like to stay in Philadelphia, get some reinforcements around the core and, uh, and, and go. Austin, you look at this team and what is, what has the locker room been like since Ben Simmons has, has been gone is, and be the guy that they're going to build a team around or is it maxi now? Um, well, I mean, it's going to be both, right? Like Joel is the two time. Well, they're talking, they're talking about, there are rumors that, uh, you know, Joel and Bede's name's been involved with when it comes to trading. So as much as you say that maxi really has taken two steps forward. And even though Embiid has, he was fairly healthy this year, he's been fighting injury over the last couple of years. Yeah. I mean, I, I think any kind of rumors of him involved in, 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 in trades is strictly just people creating fake trade scenarios or speculation or what have you. Joel's the face of the franchise and that, you know, they're building around him. He said he wanted PJ Tucker in Philly or he wanted someone like a PJ Tucker in Philly after the, the heat, after the loss to the heat in the second round. They went and they got Tucker. So, I mean, I, th- I think th- the idea is the core is Joel, it's Tyrese Maxey, it's James Harden, and then if there's another hmm. – if it's Tobias Harris or somebody else. But I, I, the, I, don't, I don't think there's any intention of them trading Joel. So a lot of it's been made about trying to pay Maxi now in his third year rather than when his price could go up later on as one of the better young point guards in the league. Because we were discussing it even on Tuesday's show. There's not a lot of great point guards in the league right now. So they might have to pay him more. Do you think they'll do that now? And you would you do that now if you were Daryl Morey? I mean, I, I think he's in line to get, you know, potentially up to a max contract. We'll see if he, if he hits that all-star level in the next couple of years. I think, you know, Tonight is, or you know, t- tonight's contract to Jalen Brunson is a really, you know, is maybe sets the stage for what Maxie's looking at down the line. He might say, "Well, Jalen Brunson gets one hundred five million. Yeah. Uh, I'm better than him. I can do more for a team than he can. I want at least, you know, X, Y, Z." Um, and plus, when the salary cap spikes a couple of years because of the next TV deal, that might coincide with you know, what his next contract looks like. So, you know, there's a, there, there's a lot that could happen there. I think the Sixers are kind of hoping like, Hey, if we're playing this guy a max contract, something very good happened. He took another step forward. So, you know, we're happy to give it to him, but let's see, let's see if he earns it. I would say Maxi and Brunson are practically the same player. I mean, obviously Ty, uh, Tyrese uh, Maxi is a little bit taller. He's six, two to Brunson's five eleven. Uh, they're around the same age. They around. Uh, I mean, I actually Maxie's twenty one and Brunson is. But but when Maxie becomes a free agent at twenty three, twenty four, they'll be you know around the same age. But Maxie has become a better player now at a younger age than Brunson. It took Brunson a little bit longer. So right now, Brunson and Maxie are they're averaging almost the same amount of points, same amount of assists, same amount of rebounds. So. He is a lot younger, so if if they want to extend Maxi, it, it would be smart. But uh, when you look at Doc Rivers, is Doc Rivers the answer as far as the coach is concerned? Do the players love Doc Rivers? Because uh, everywhere he's gone, we've heard that he's a big, you know, he's a player, he's a players' coach, and all that other stuff. Uh, but he hasn't won in a long, long time. He was there with the Clippers, with the talented teams that they've had, with uh, obviously Chris Paul and. And the, the talent that they had over there, but it, they just can never get over the hump. Do, do they think? Do the 76ers organization think that Doc Rivers is the guy to take them to the promised land? 
I think, uh, you know, with, with, with Doc, there's a ton of internal support. I've checked in on this twice this offseason so far with, with, with six resources. Um, they reiterate the same message. They appear aligned on all fronts. Um, let's see what, you know, what, what this next season looks like. Mm-hmm. I would imagine if they see a second round demise once again, maybe that message is different. Mm-hmm. But the messaging up to this point has been 100%, you know, all on board with Doc. So going back to James Harden, let's say the Sixers somehow can't find a deal with that kind of thing and they have that other slot available. Is there anyone that you would pursue either in a trade or free agency that you think would be a good fit with Embiid and with somebody like Tyrese Maxey? I mean, like Zach Levine, you know, that that, that would be an interesting fit. Um, I think, like, for the purposes of technicality and semantics, right, like, technically James Harden's a free agent. But I think the understanding is, like, he's not really a free agent because – they're just, you know, fin- finalizing some details, smoothing some edges before they, you know, release the finished product. As everybody knows, we are talking to Painted Line 76ers NBA reporter and writer Austin Krell. Uh, Austin, free agency opened up. There's quite a few players that have been available in the offseason. Everybody was talking about Bradley Beal. He resigns with the Wizards. Uh, they were talking about Zach Levine, uh, Lakers. Possibly the Mavericks. He still hasn't signed anywhere. Some people think he's going back to Chicago. So a lot of these players are going to go back to their formal team. When you look at now KD becoming available, Kyrie becoming available, there are other players that have been are, over the years have pushed themselves out. Do you think this, you know, the KD, Kyrie, and maybe another player could change the the thought of where some of these teams could be next year if one of these guys or two of these guys get traded to another team? Yeah, for sure. I mean, I think what you're seeing is like some of the mm. momentum that there had been towards deals. Yes. Maybe, maybe slows up a little bit tonight because people are like, you know, calling emergency meetings saying like, what do, like, what do we have to get Kevin Durant here? Can we get this done? Um, it sounds like Kyrie is dead set on being a Laker. Um, what, however, he, however, he go, however, however he's going to go about doing that. We'll see. But I think, you know, Kevin Durant's decision to request a trade on, <laughs> and that two hours before the, uh, before, before the you know, the, the, if the whole thing opens, sent a shockwave through the league that maybe they weren't expecting because Kyrie opted in a couple of days ago. Um, but you know, I, I sure you know, he Durant says he wants to be a Phoenix Sun, mm-hmm. he would, he, you know, he, Miami is one of his preferences too. Um, knowing Daryl Morey's you know, desire to, to, to get every star he can, mm-hmm. it wouldn't surprise me if you know they're they're trying to figure out a way. Uh, to, to, to get that done. And if they can pull that off, then Daryl Morey is a wizard. Um, <laughs> but, uh, you know, we'll, we'll see. I mean, I, I, what I'm, what I'm wanting to say is like, I want to see Kevin Durant get traded to the Knicks. <laughs> Cause that would be, that would be the ultimate. Like, if, if, if that happens, the Nets have to then go to like Connecticut or like, <laughs> or like, no, I'm from there. I, we don't want them. <laughs> Back to, back to New Jersey because that is that that is a a, a, a loss that you cannot live. Do down you with. think the Nets would actually trade KD to the Knicks? I can't see it. No, I can't see it. It would be it would be tremendous, tremendous theater. It would, be, it would that that is one Broadway play that you cannot mimic. Oh, it's a it's a, it's best best comedy best comedy production of any Broadway play. The oh, Brooklyn it's a Nets. Comedy show. It's a comedy <laughs> show. Exactly Who would have right. thought that the Nets would be the comedy show and not the Knicks? Well, I mean, I think this is a good exercise, and like, this is the downside of the player empowerment era, where you you know you have a guy like Kevin Durant who 
you know, is a superstar, has the keys to the to everything, uh, you know, and when guys create rosters and that they, they don't work out, they right. don't result in championships, guys get itchy, they want to move on, one guy cracks and then the whole thing breaks, you know. I would say the best destination for the Nets, just uh, just move them to like the upper part of Canada with all those igloos. Maybe they can go play over there. Maybe they'll get a better fan base than the Nets do. Mm. Just relegate them to like the, the English Premier League. Whatever, whatever version <laughs> I don't know. That has Premier in the name. Are the Nets really Premier? No. Yeah. There. No. So you answered my question. Actually, I was going to ask you next about the player empowerment. So we'll move on from that. Um, just in terms of these other big trade rumors that we've heard with the uh, guys, guys like DeAndre and with the Kevin Durant tra- trade sweepstakes now in the mix, is it possible for either the Suns or the Heat to make that kind of thing happen? Because there's a lot of guys that are just unknown. DeAndre Ayton with the Suns, they're probably going to have to sign and trade to get him back. And the same thing with the Heat with somebody like Tyler Hero and also some of the big contracts on their roster. How logical do you think it is for those teams? This is actually a fascinating question. What, what the, There's, a, there's a, a, a provision under the CBA called the Designated Rookie Scale Player uh, Extension, which basically okay. says that if you give a rookie – a, a player on on a on a rookie deal, a five year extension on that contract. Um, no more than a team can have no more than two players on that same deal. So you can't have more than two guys who are who have a five year extension off of a rookie contract. Teams can only acquire one via trade. So the Nets would be in a situation hypothetically. They've acquired Ben Simmons, who's on his rookie max extension. They would have if if they were to agree to a trade to, to to bring in DeAndre Ayton or Tyler Hero or um, uh, Ben Adebayo from from from, from the mm-hmm. Miami. All three of those guys will well, Adebayo for sure, but Hero and 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 Ayton in theory are you know would, would like five year extensions on their rookie contracts. The Nets could not acquire any of those three young promising players without trading Ben Simmons. So they have an exceptional amount of maneuvering left to do before this thing is all settled. That's why I don't think KD is going anywhere because I think they're going to eventually sit down with KD. They're going to sit down with Kyrie and they're going to say, we're going to have a full year with Ben. Ben's going to be healthy. We'll have all three of you guys. We'll add some pieces around you. You have a better chance of playing with one another than going to LA and playing with LeBron or you going uh, I don't know uh, if there's available the Pelicans or somebody like that where you can win with one of those teams. So I think so it, I actually think I actually think that if the, the, the first phone one of the first phone calls that Brooklyn should make is like Toronto or New Orleans because let's say let let's you know uh, Sean Marks the GM, the GM of of the Nets who's going to be fired after this year. Oh, I, I would I would. My understanding is that part of why Kevin Durant wants out is that he does not like Sean Marks. Mm-hmm. Um, and and uh, so, you know, he says, w- w- you know, let's talk about Zion Williamson. And maybe that's something that the Pelicans do because a, a core of Kevin Durant, CJ McCollum, and Brendan Ingram, pro- you're in the conversation for the championship right there. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, or I, I, call, I call Toronto. I say Scotty Barnes, OG Ananobi, uh, some other stuff, whatever. And they're back in a conversation for, for a title. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I mean, I, I think there are options out there, but I think that for the purposes of getting Kevin Durant to his top two choices, from what it sounds like, there is quite a bit of work to do 
because you got to trade Ben Simmons as well, who, by the way, you might argue has absolutely no trade value right now. <laughs> I don't so, think it's happening. I, so, I don't. I think KD is – there's a less chance of KD getting traded than Kyrie. I think Kyrie has a better chance of being traded than KD. It, they, but again, when you look at the, the picture right now where KD is and where the Nets are, the Nets are falling apart as an organization, and everything's starting to tumble. It, this happened with Billy King. This same thing happened with Billy King. Billy King built a team, a young team. Then he decides to bring in pieces and makes that trade with the Celtics. It ruined this. It ruined the Nets for the future. The, the Celtics get Jalen Brown. They get Jason Tatum. Their future with all those draft picks, that draft stock uh, that they got from the Nets, it helps them go to the finals this year. And the Nets, again, do the same thing, trading for James Harden, trading away Karis LeVert, guys that they, they drafted, Allen and all the pieces that they that Spencer Dinwiddie when Marks found him when he came in, they're all gone. You bring in Kyrie, KD, and then James Harden, and you thought you were going to win multiple championships, and you couldn't even. You only won six. You won thirteen games out of sixteen times that they played together. Who would have thought that in two years? Great football I say, team. Th- I, I I feel tremendously bad for those who are season ticket managers and season ticket holders yep. for the Brooklyn Nets because you're going to have some angry fans calling and emailing tomorrow asking how they can get their money back. I don't even know how you go on as a franchise. You had James Harden, Kyrie Irving, Kevin Durant, and you couldn't win a title. You couldn't even get out of the second round of the playoffs. We are talking to Painted Line 76ers and NBA reporter and writer Austin Crow. So, do you think that model that the Nets are going to that our Nets are going to do is going to be basically the new what not to do if you're an NBA team and you'll never see that kind of thing again or do you think some other team is going to be drastic enough or I shouldn't say drastic, desperate enough where they kind of try that scenario to save themselves right now? I actually think like we've kind of seen something of an expiration date on the star studded teams, like where you have two to th- you know three stars, or whatever. Mm. I-, I think what we're seeing is like teams are kind of like, Hey, um, we need to have depth. We can't have three guys that are awesome. And then a bunch of scrubs making out the rest of the roster. Like it doesn't, it, you know, it doesn't work like that anymore. Mm. I think as the, we, as the league has gravitated more towards wings that can, are, that are versatile on defense, you know, the fatigue, on offense hits a little harder and a little easier now. And so you need reinforcements and depth behind your stars that is adequate. And if you have three all-stars, um, the, the simple rules of salary caps that the NBA has say, you can do that, but you're not going to have much more space beyond that to put forth an adequate roster. Austin, you look at all these teams and, and, and you talk about the Lakers, they're, They look like they have maybe one year, if one more year left with LeBron James. LeBron James said already that he's not signing his extension until the Lakers make or he makes the moves that he believes is going to take that team to a championship competitive team. We all know the story. He has done so many interviews the last couple of weeks saying that he wants to play with his son. The last two years of his career, last year of his career, wants to play with his son. So wherever his son goes uh, is probably where he is going. If you were the Lakers right now and you had LeBron James have the season that he had, don't you think they should trade him this offseason and get as much as you possibly can back for him and rebuild with Anthony Davis? Do you know who – you're aware it's LeBron James, right? Like, it's it's LeBron James. I, I, I don't think that you can market very well selling that you traded LeBron James. Mm-hmm. That The guy is arguably 
maybe even at this point, inarguably, the greatest player of all time. No, he's like, not. I mean, Michael Jordan's the greatest, but... And we'll, we'll, we'll see about that one. It's a good theory. But... He's the greatest player of all time. The, these guys couldn't touch Michael Jordan if they played in the time Michael Jordan played. I, I mean, it's ridiculous to even compare it. That's why when everybody's comparing Steph Curry to the point guards of the 80s and the 90s, even in the 70s, it's ridiculous. Because well, if Steph game... Curry played in the 90s the way they were playing and defending against point guards, he wouldn't be Steph Curry. He wouldn't be as good as he is. I'll tell you, it's I, I do love that guys are in the Hall of Fame after they put up eighty, you know, uh, forty points, thirteen rebounds, and twelve assists against a guy who just got off his shift as a local janitor. So mm-hmm. I mean, I, you know, I, that's what the seventies were, right? I mean, like the the sixties, seventies, the league was, you know, it was it, it was a bunch of freaks of nature against guys who had day jobs. Like, come on, uh, Steph Curry is is a top five point guard of all time. Let's 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 not. He's not. He's not. Oh, easily is. He's and not. He absolutely is. Why? Because he's... he won four titles. Yeah, he's won four titles. He's won four titles. Okay, and how many does Chris Paul won? First of all, there we go again. First of all, don't bring <laughs> don't bring up Chris Paul now, because Chris Paul has never played for an elite team like Golden State has been year and a half. He's played on the who. T- who? Who? <laughs> the Suns were favored to get to the finals the last two the years. The Suns. The Suns. DeAndre Ayton. That Suns. Or uh, or just but Booker. Devin Booker wasn't 100 percent healthy throughout the playoffs. They got that to the Suns? finals. They were they were in ten and two oh lead in the finals. Right. You, think, you think you think that lost. was a, you think that was a great team when they went to the finals last year? They were in the finals. So what? So what? The Western Conference wasn't as great as it was the last I, I don't know 10, 12 years when they were it dominant. It yes, it matter. does matter. If Chris, if Steph Curry is not a top, Steph Curry didn't make anybody better. When Steph Curry lost Clay Thompson and he only had Draymond Green, did they make the playoffs? Did they make the playoffs? No, no. you can't no. lose one player. No, you have no. How about this? If you put LeBron James on that team, do they make the playoffs? Probably not. They they do. They, they probably do. don't. They do. They probably don't. They do. Come on, come on, Austin. You can't sit here and tell me. Now, I'm not saying Steph Curry isn't a great player. He's a fantastic player. One of the greatest three-point shooters. He is the greatest three-point shooter we've ever seen. But to say he's a top-five point guard of all time is ridiculous. It's ridiculous. I'll do you one better. He might be better than Magic Johnson. You're crazy. You're crazy. He's not even close. He's not even close. Who's the greatest point guard of all time? How old are you, Austin? I'm 26 this month. You're 26 years old. Have did you ever watch Magic Johnson play at the time, even at all when you were a youngster? No, but that dude couldn't shoot. <laughs> this one can. Magic. The game was different. The game. Michael Jordan wasn't a great three point shooter, but when he needed to hit three pointers in the playoffs, he hit nine in a row. So you you can't sit here and tell me that if Michael Jordan needed to shoot threes in this time, he couldn't do it because if but he's he, shooting four hundred or five hundred, you, you, you can't prove that he could. What do you can mean you? I can't prove? I can prove you Michael Jordan could. I could. No... He hit nine. He hit nine three pointers in a row. He had the record. He didn't have to, Austin. He didn't have to. The game was different. They ruined right. the game. You're gonna tell me Steph Curry didn't ruin the game of basketball? He made it better. He made it worse. He made it way better. He made it worse. How is shooting three-pointers and when teams are shooting 35% on the field better? How does that make it better? You're telling me that Steph Curry made the game worse. Made it worse. The Golden State Warriors made it worse. Wait, wait, wait. You're saying that the fact that players now 
tend to take two steps further back on the court when they shoot. Two steps? Are you kidding me? Two steps? A lot more well, than two steps. The point is a mid-range jump shot to a three-point shot. Yeah. Me that span of space is what has made the game worse. Absolutely, because you have you have players that are not good. You have big men that have to shoot threes now, and it ruins the game for the big men. The big men was the the big men in the eighties and the nineties were the dominant position. Okay. It was the dominant position. Now you have point guards and guards chucking up threes. Now you have forwards, big big shooting threes. And if you can't do that, you can't succeed in the NBA. You had Dwight Howard, who was a dominant force, you know, in the, in the early two thousand. And then all of a sudden it became a three-point league and Dwight Howard falls off off the face of the earth. Okay? Shaquille O'Neal, who's the most dominant force at, at his position for, what, seven years? If he played this time, he wouldn't even be the player that he was. Okay. Who is the greatest big man of all time? Who's if the greatest? Say, if you say it's Wilt Chamberlain. I didn't say Wilt Chamberlain. I would, I would do Tim Duncan for me. No, that was... or, or Kareem. Actually, Kareem. Um... Kareem for me. Who is the greatest big man? Well, Bill Russell won so many rings. I mean, he was oh a great defender. But I didn't. I didn't. I didn't say Bill Russell. Hey, but but you, again, you're laughing. You know, who I think the big, greatest big man I seen. Who, Steph Curry couldn't yeah. even touch. I can say Shaq. No. Well, he, he's there. Yeah, Hakeem Olajuwon. Okay. I would argue that Shaq wasn't even that talented. Oh, you're crazy. You're absolutely crazy. Oh, his talent, just but, physically. Physically bruising everybody? Physically dominant in the paint. You can stop him. But what was his bat? He was the most dominant player on those championship teams. It's not even close. He had a tremendous handle, I I would say. But besides that, what's what was the difference between him being like a like a linebacker in the NFL and him being just a bruiser in, in the paint? That's all he was. He was a bruiser. He was a bruiser who had benefited from the rules of the time. Oh, so the rules at the time, because the rules were there for like 70 years, and now all of a sudden the rules changed in 2004, 2005 to a shooting league, to a baby league where you could, you could put a pinkerty on somebody and it's a flagrant foul, and it's better? You make that game better? It's boring. It's baby. Let's, you know what the, the game should become? It should be NBA Jam, okay? Because that's because that's what Don't it should be. That. It's a change, good game. <laughs> change the game to that, because that it's it's a clown game now. I don't even watch the regular season anymore. Basketball is a clown game. It's a bunch of clown babies that kiss each other's. You know what? That's what it is. I will say this: the whole flagrant thing is is a joke. It's gotten out of control. That's for sure. It's a baby game. Austin, it's a bunch of babies jumping around, hanging out with buddies. It's not what in the eighties and the nineties. You had enemies. You had the bad boy Pistons. You had the Chicago Bulls. You had the New York Knicks, the Miami Heat, they, the Celtics. They hated each other. That's what made the game fun. Now you have Steph Curry and Clay Thompson and Draymond Green opening their big mouths, thinking that they're going to cause trouble. When these guys have been kissing ass since the game, since they came into the game, it's absolutely ridiculous. And I can't stand watching these three idiots dance around the court like they, they're the best of the best. Because the, that team couldn't, couldn't shine the Chicago Bulls in the 90s cleats. Or sneakers, or whatever you want to say. They couldn't shine their shoes. It's ridiculous. And if they played against Michael Jordan, Scottie Pippen, Tony Kukoc, uh, Dennis Rodman, and that team, they wouldn't stand a chance in a seven-game series. Which way? Which Warriors team? Just one? Any of those Warrior teams. Oh, my God. Tell me the Kevin Durant Warriors wouldn't have Not at all. Not at all. Oh, my God. Not at all. <laughs> that just shows you. That shows you how young the you are. Team- 
the Kevin Durant Warriors are the greatest team of all time. No, they're not. No, they're not. Far. No, they're not. How about Absolutely the Celtics in the not. 80s? The the Showtime Lakers. How about the Bad Boy Pistons? How about the Chicago Bulls of the 90s? In that 98-97 team, they were dominant. Dennis Rodman, Michael Jordan, Derek Harper. I mean, Ron Harper. Ron Harper was a, one of the best defenders at his position throughout any, the league. If, if any of those players encountered one of Steph Curry or one of Kevin Durant, they would have needed new underwear. They would not have known what to do with them. What are you they talking about? Kevin Durant, Scottie Pippen was one of the best defenders of his position in, in, of, of all time. He would have defended Kevin Durant very well. Long and, and, and athletic? Absolutely. Michael Jordan would have shut down Steph Curry. Shut him down like a baby boy you-know-what. All right? And Clay Thompson, give me a break. All right? Dennis Rodman would have dominated him anytime he tried to chuck up a three. All right? Oh yeah. What are, you, what are you talking about? Oh, my God, what? Ron Harper could have defended Steph Curry. He could have defended any guard that they had. Poole, okay. he would have defended have him, too. That, have you considered that the competition was not that talented at the time? What, the 90s? The 90s yeah. talent was better than the, this time of talent. The 90s talent was so much better. Look at the what? look at the yeah look at the Hall of Famers in the nineties. Do you want to do you want to go through the Hall of Famers in the nineties? Let's compare and contrast the Hall of Famers of the nineties to this day of Hall of Famers. Let's do it. Go for it. Yo, Speedy, bring up the nineties top players. I can tell you off my head the great nineties players: Michael uh, Jordan, Scottie Pippen, uh, Magic Johnson was at the time, Larry Bird at the tail end, but they were in Elijah the nineties. Elijah Wan, you mentioned Elijah Wan. Uh, I know you like Clyde Drexler. Clyde Drexler. I, I, Charles Barkley at the top of his game. Um, go ahead, bring up bring up the players. I, I don't have it in front of me Here. right now. Here, here's a Bleacher Report article: twenty five best players of the nineties. Mm-hmm. So uh, you got Chris Mullen and uh, Tim Hardaway for the Warriors. Mm-hmm. Uh, Joe Dumars is on this list as well. Mm-hmm. Kevin Johnson. Just spit it out. Go. I'm I'm just reading Grant Hill. I know you like him a lot. Uh, Penny Hardaway, Mitch Richmond, seventeen. Gary Payton, the glove. Dennis Rodman. Uh, Alonzo Mourning, Reggie Miller, Dikembe Mutombo, Sean Kemp, Patrick Ewing, Clyde Drexler, who I mentioned, John Stockton, Charles Barkley, uh, Shaq, Scottie Pippen, Carl Malone, David Robinson, forgot about him, yep, Akeem Olajuwon, and obviously Michael Jordan. Mm-hmm. Now bring, bring the top guys oh, of this age where the game has become a baby game. You don't even play defense anymore. Those guys don't play defense. Steph Curry don't play defense. James Harden don't play defense. Let's go. Let's go. All the top te- all the top teams, yes, top yes. players. Did they don't play defense. You? Did it hurt you in the heart and the soul when Steph hit every three that he hit in the finals? In the finals? Steph, Steph Curry couldn't hit, hit a three in game five. He he missed how many three pointers? Nine, nine in a row. He was zero for nine. Yeah. yeah give me a break. He was the MVP of the series. He was the MVP. You're going to tell me that Wiggins wasn't the MVP of that series? You're going to tell me Andrew Wiggins wasn't the best player on in that uh, in that series? Come on, dude. Did you watch that series? Andrew was... Wiggins was the MVP of that series. The only reason why they gave Steph Curry that MVP is because Steph Curry never won that award. That's why he won it. <laughs> Did Steph Curry wrong you in personal? Not at all. Way? Not at all. I, I rooted I, I, for him I, in college. I, I rooted for him in college, Davidson. I loved Steph Curry. I don't like the personality that he is. And to say that Steph Curry was the MVP of that series, 
and go look at the series. When Jalen when when Wiggins was taking and defending Jalen Brown in the first two games, he couldn't hit a lick. Then they moved him to Jason Tatum. What did Jason Tatum do in the series? And by the way, he was double doubling. He was double doubling in his position as a guard. Jason Tatum is one of the most overrated players in the NBA. Oh, stop! You, you, you're going to tell me? Oh my God! Uh, now, honestly, you're going to sit here today, right now. Who would you rather on your team, Steph Curry or Jason Tatum? Steph Curry you're, every day. You're crazy. You're crazy. You're crazy. Because Jason Steph Tatum, Jason, T- Jason Tatum plays defense. He's a rebounder. He's a he can block. He th- remember the Celtics had the best defense in the league this year. I'll tell you what. I'll tell you what. I bet you, if uh, if the GM of the Warriors mm-hmm. called uh, mm-hmm. Brad Stevens mm-hmm. right now and he said, "I will trade you Se- uh, Steph Curry mm-hmm. for Jason Tatum," they would never do it. I bet you a million. They would dollars. never do it. A million dollars. They would never do it. That, that the first, they would the first never first do it. Jason Brad, Tatum is twenty. Is Jason Tatum even saying, "Is this a joke?" Jason Tatum and, is twenty six years old to Steph Curry's thirty three. Are you nuts? He's not twenty six. I don't think he's twenty six. Yes, he is. Go look it up, Speedy. Look it up. I don't think he's twenty six. Twenty six years old. Speedy, why does it take you so long to look it up? What is 24. it, Mister Type? Twenty four. How old is he? 24. He's 24. Jason Tatum is 24 years old. That's correct. Speedy, why is it taking you so long? You can type so fast. Steph is 34. I know how old Steph Curry is. I asked you Jason Tatum. Well, he said 24. That's right. <laughs> You're going to sit I, here. You, I would bet you I bet you a million dollars right now. They would never. Tatum. They would never do that. I, I go they further. would never they do that. No, if they say no. The Steph Curry would ruin that, that Celtic team. He don't play defense. He don't play defense. If if Brad Stevens says no to that, I would bet you. What are you like? What, what are you like in love with Steph? Is that what you want? Want to do? You want to hang out he, with Steph? He may be one of the three to four most influential players in NBA history. Yeah, because all he does is shoot threes. That's it. And he's really freaking good at it. Uh, great, great, and he's and great he's at changing the game in the best way. Uh, no, it's not for the best way. You think the game's better because all they do is chuck up threes? I would much rather watch guys shoot threes than watch. You're crazy. Like, I, no, the game. Guys no, what what the NBA them. did it was make it into a pee wee sport. That's what they did, where you can't put your hands on anybody. You can't put your and you got It's just it's a boring game. It's not fun to watch anymore. It's not fun anymore. Okay. And for how, you to think that you? is, Austin, I, I feel bad for you, man, because you're 26 years old. You're a baby. You? I'm 40. Okay, there you go. So the demographic is this. People above the age of like 35-ish, Get out I of would here. say. Get out of here. I have no fun. That's for Steph Curry. Get out of here, Austin. The 90s, Austin, they, you're crazy. I'm telling you it's the way it is. No, it's not. Above 35, people are I like, got friends that love Steph Curry. Matter of guy, one of the guys that are on our show who's a – he, he's a Nick fan. He loves Steph Curry. Vinny, Vinny Rubo loves him. Loves him. Absolutely adores him. Okay, and he he's the same age as me. So that's not true. It's not. But to sit here and say that the game's better for what it is, I got a bunch of friends that don't even watch basketball anymore. It's pathetic. It's pathetic. They need to figure out what the, the first of all. I don't know why they took away putting your hands on you're putting your hands on defensively. It ruins the game. It doesn't make the game makes it harder for defenders to stop the offensive players. When 
it, it just it's not fun to watch anymore. It's boring. I think the game is as is as healthy as it's ever been. Really? Except for the player empowerment. People are not even in love with their teams anymore. They're in love with the players. And you okay. think that's better? I don't think really that's care better. I know I you don't fa- care. I, th- I think fans, for the most part, are morons, really. Yeah, there you go. I, I like that. I mean, honestly, I, I, I think most fans have little to, little to no understanding of how, to, of how to break down a game, which is problematic. The fact is, and by the way, we are talking to uh, the painted, flying 76ers NBA reporter and writer, Austin Krell, a friend of the show. Uh, it's not surprising that we're going at it about Steph Curry. But uh, it's okay. I recognize greatness. It's, it's, so do I. So do I. And, 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 and the best point guard in the NBA and still in the NBA is Chris Paul. You could say whatever you want. He's the best point guard in the NBA. It's funny. I think the, the I think Chris Paul's hand is, is pretty, pretty light, whereas Steph Curry is pretty heavy. Yeah, well, yeah, it's, it's great when you're you're drafted, you're drafted in, in a three year span with three Hall of Famers. And by the way, uh, you have one bad season, and the NBA gives you a top three pick. And he didn't, he didn't even play this year, which he'll play the, the next year in Wiseman. I mean, give me a break. It's, it's ridiculous. I mean, the Knicks wait. How long did it take the Knicks to get a top three pick? And they, they've been terrible for years. They didn't have the one Knicks bad have year. They have one bad oh, year. Wait, they have wait, a top wait. three pick. Didn't the Knicks have a chance to draft Steph Curry, and they didn't take it? No, they didn't. They went the pick after. Minnesota had a chance twice. Gotcha. 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 <laughs> they passed on him for Ricky Rubio and Johnny Flynn. <laughs> well, those are all good decisions right there. It's a good, it's a I don't know friend. about that. The Knicks never make good decisions. So. Well, well. But I mean, uh, that, that's well, just... Aren't you guys Knicks fans? Yeah. I, yeah, I am. I'm an honest Knicks fan. I'll tell you how it is. Well, I'll tell you what. I went to Villanova. I, I was actually same class as Jalen Brunson. Oh, wow. So, okay. Well, you like that move? You like that move? It's a pretty big overpay. If you ask me, I think I, he, mean, I think they paid him less. I mean, he took less. He took less money, Austin, to go to the Knicks than going back to Dallas. I think what you need to do now, if you're the Knicks, is find a way to move off Julius Randle's contract and get Donovan Mitchell. We all we've been talking about it. Brunson is. If you have lead stars on your team, he will be great for you. But he can't be the guy who is like your number one, even number two player. Yeah, honestly. I agree with right, you. We agree. We agree. We've, we've been talking about it in the beginning segment of the show. He's a fantastic person. A really, really, really good dude. Good kid. Um, very smart player. Uh, if you're wondering why he's playing out of the post a lot, just let him do it. Trust him. He's very, he, he loves the post. Before we let you go, and again... Actually, fun, fun fact. No. I actually, I played, I played pickup with him, and I stripped him once. Was, oh wow! Look at you. <laughs> nice. There you go. There you go. Story I, now, to tell. now, now I'm getting, now I'm getting scared. If you're, <laughs> you're stripping a guy that's in the NBA, <laughs> everyone keeps. <laughs> oh yeah! Wow! Not even giving him any credit. Huh? <laughs> I was, I was the Steph Curry of my time. Oh my God! Uh-oh. Please, Errol's going to call you the most overrated pickup basketball player if you do that. Well, I was pretty, I, I was pretty high on myself, but no one else. Was. I can see, I can see you are, but uh, we love you, man. We are talking again to pa- the painted line, 76ers NBA reporter and writer Austin Krell. Before we let you go, Austin, which uh, is a great conversation, a great interview. Um, what do you think could change the the path of the NBA 
going into this offseason and going into the new season? Who do you think can knock off the Golden State Warriors? And what team could surprise everybody on a move or a breakout move this offseason, either on a trade or free agency? What if the Boston Celtics trade for Kevin Durant and they say, they say, here's Jalen Brown, uh, here's, uh, the, one of the Williams kids, mm-hmm. the, the, the the wing and picks the, Grant Williams, picks, yeah. yeah, Grant 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 Williams, and uh, and picks sure, yeah. What if we what if we give you that and we we have Tatum and we have Kevin Durant? That I, I listen. Brooklyn is selling for a loss anyway at this point. Yes, one hundred percent. You know, I, maybe Jalen Brown's the best player you can get back in the trade, but I tell you what, good luck defending uh, Tatum when he's not throwing up for 21 nights um, and, and Kevin Durant. I mean, they're going to be off They're, they're going to be that's probably the best wing duo you've ever seen. Um, so that, you know, I think, I think, I, I don't know that it's going to happen. That's not in, that's not Intel. It's not inside scoop, but it just like, it's think it's hmm. taking a look at the NBA landscape and thinking like, well, what if this happens? How about right? this? How about this? And I said this before you came on, how about the Lakers uh, trading Anthony Davis Russell Westbrook and three or four first round draft picks of the future to trade Kyrie Irving and Kevin Durant to the Lakers. Lakers have no interest in Kevin Durant right now. I'm just saying that could change the line. I think Danny Davis is one of the soft players in the NBA. You're probably right. Yeah. You're probably For right. somebody his size, I would agree with that. Uh, I just have one more question because I know being your Sixers guy, I know there's a whole controversy with the, the Joel Embiid for MVP. Do you have a legitimate case for that kind of thing, or do you actually agree with some of the people that were saying that he shouldn't have been? No, he should have absolutely. Been. It's a farce that he didn't get it. If if we're being completely honest, like like Jokic is a great player. Uh, he has to be taken off the court for defense, damn games. Play at the play, offensive defense sub is because he's an inadequate defender. He's gotten better on that front. People love his passing. That conflates the analytics stuff that people love. Um, you, have got, you have writers out there who have votes in this who made up their own stats they were using for the vote. Joel should have won it. I bet you if he was on a different team, he would have won. It's interesting. Uh, the Greek freak had a pretty good season, too. So uh, it could have went either way. All three of them were really, really another good. Guy who is, another guy who can't hold Steph's jock strap. Give me a break. What, what, what's up with you and holding people's jock straps? <laughs> Anyways. They're just trying to fire up at this point. Austin. Uh, tell the fans how they can find you on social media, you crazy you-know-what. You can find me on Twitter at NBA Curry. You can send me angry DMs, and we can argue about Steph Curry there. <laughs> um, and, uh, yeah, I cover the Sixers for the Painted Lions. I cover the NBA at large for USA Today. Well, we really appreciate you joining us, and we'll get you on again, and we can argue Steph Curry again for another He'll be on his way to his second finals MVP at this point. Oh, so. I'm sorry. I'm sorry about that. Anyways. <laughs> That was his first uh, MVP in the playoffs. Well, he'll, be on, he'll, be, he'll be holding up the trophy for Oh, a by second. the way, Maybe. just, so, just yeah. so you know, Draymond Green predicted the, them to win the next three out of four championships. I probably will because they have, the greatest, they have the greatest point guard of all time. Okay, we'll see. We'll see because I don't think they're winning another one. Anyways, <laughs> thank you, Austin. Thank you for your time, my friends, for pissing <laughs> me you. off even further. <laughs> And by the way, thank you for telling me and giving me the information about Jalen Brunson while I'm not happy that you stole the ball from him in a pickup game. Thank you. Anyways, we were just talking to the Painted Line 76's NBA reporter and writer, Austin Krell. He just upsetted me. <laughs> Fired you up not only for Steph Curry, but also for Shaq now, too. Give me a break. How could he even put, how could he even put 
And if I was the Celtics, I would never trade Jason Tatum for Steph Curry. Never in a million years. Jason Tatum's like, I, I thought I thought he was 26. He's 24. Okay? Steph Curry's 34. I'm going to trade Jason Tatum, one of the best forwards in the league, for Steph Curry. I would never win with Steph. I would never win. Steph Curry couldn't win without Klay Thompson and Kevin Durant. And he only had Draymond Green there. Well, and he had Paul there last year. They they couldn't get over the hump when they, they had, and they had to get and then the NBA gave him a top three pick. So thank you to the NBA. And he had Andrew Wiggins there when when they didn't make the playoffs. Mm-hmm. So there you go. Uh, Carl Carl says, "Oh wow, awesome! Proving that the SAW defense could work time to time. Z SAW equals stand and watch." Uh, what did he? Oh, Carl, what he said about Shaq is he's not as skilled as people give him credit for, and. He wasn't as like I, he was physically imposing, but not much else is what he was. He's saying. out of his mind. But I'll go, go ahead. No, that, everybody that, else. That, that was mainly that was mainly what he was saying about Shaq, and of course Jeff's making comments about the Knicks and all that. Jeff stuff. just wants to attack people. Jeff doesn't have anything better to do than be an idiot on the feeds because he's not funny and he's stupid. So. But Snug did comment one shot at Vinny Rubo. Vinny the Mush Rubo is never the, someone you want to look more for look for for validation. The whole show has been Jeff and Snug talking about the Knicks. Okay, we're. We are, we've been off the Knicks since the first 20 minutes of the show, 25 minutes of the show. But it seemed like they kept building back to the New York Knicks because they got nothing else better to do than sit on the feed and be idiots. So, anyways, uh, we have our second guest. He's going to be joining us for the rest of the show. Nithin, what's Whoa, going on, bud? What up? Thank, uh, Speedy, what's up, Speedy? What's up, Arrow? Mm. Uh, live from Florida here. I'm, I'm Florida? Yeah, back again in Florida, too. I mean, I'm, I'm here for another week, but... Um, I'm a busy day for me. I'm like, this is your, I'm like the, this is my third show, uh, as a guest. Yes. So I've been on three shows today as a guest, as guest. Let me, let me ask you a question. Where does Trevor stories bats in, in, in the, uh, Red Sox lineup? I don't know. And, and Jeff is attacking me. Like I give a crap where he bats. Okay. Who gives a shit? Who gives a shit? No, uh, no cursing, but where's he bat? I, I want to know where the bats in the lineup because Jeff has, I know where Glaber Torres bats. He bats sixth or seventh in the lineup. Okay, and and I guarantee you, Trevor Story is batting in one through five in the middle of one through five. So he's batting in the heart of the lineup. All right, where is he batting? Come on, Speedy, Mister Type Fast. I could do this by myself. Okay. Batting mostly sixth, mostly sixth from what it seems like. One hundred twenty-eight at bats, thirty-five games, and sometimes lead off, sometimes fifth. And hitting sixth, 242, nine home mm-hmm. runs, and 33 RBIs. I know what he has. I've seen his numbers. This I know is, that's just hitting sixth. Okay. Okay. So, there you go. Nithin with a humble brag, third interview today, please. <laughs> no, as, like, I was, right. first, I was on, first I was on 104.5 The Zone, the sports radio. And then uh, I was on my friend's show just now before your show. You on a back. zone? Did you call up the zone or were you interviewed? Interview too, and there as a guest. Oh yeah, they called you up and they said they yeah. want to interview Nathan. Yeah. We want to interview. What did you What did you get interviewed about? About the NFL off season and the Tennessee Titans. They wanted to know what your thoughts were with the NFL off season. Yes, and Tennessee. Titans. Really? And what did you tell them? I told I, I gave my take on the NFL NFL off season with all the crazy moves that happened. And okay, and well, I, thought, I I have to hear this. What was What was your take on the NFL off season? 
the <laughs> with all the trades, Devontae Adams, uh, AJ Brown, Deshaun Watson, Matt Ryan, and I told them it's gonna be all it's gonna be interesting how all the pieces fit with with these uh, players going to new teams and. Um, it's gonna be How much better is Matt Ryan going to make the Indianapolis Colts I mean, from Carson Wentz? How not, much? Not, I, there's a significant upgrade there, but is that, I don't I, think I, it's a significant upgrade. Carson Wentz had his best season of his career with the Indianapolis Colts last year. He had a very good season, and, and maybe he doesn't he doesn't play well with others in the locker room. But when he was on the field, he wasn't that bad. I what do you have? Uh, Twenty-seven touchdowns, seven interceptions. Yeah. If I'm not mistaken, I think he threw thirty-nine hundred yards, almost four thousand yards. I mean, yeah. that's a that's a good season. And Matt Ryan, he didn't have anywhere close to that. I think he had, he had 20, twenty touchdowns, twelve. Yeah, yeah 20, 20, 20, 12 interceptions. He had four thousand yards. I mean, I, I'm taking. And, and by the way, the quarterback rating and passing rating was much better with Carson Wentz. Mm-hmm. So, how much better is Matt Ryan, old man Matt Ryan's, going to make that Indianapolis Colts? Not yeah. much. I don't think he's going to make them significantly better. Maybe a little bit if if Matt Ryan, because he knows how to win. But he he, he choked in the Super Bowl mm-hmm. against the Patriots, and he admits to it. Yes, when he was on the Pat McAfee show, he choked. Mm-hmm. Carl says, what, pickle, what trailer park community pickleball tourney is Nithin covering down there? Wait, what? What else? No, hold on. What else did you say? Wait, wait, wait. What no, don't I worry get... about what Carl said. What, what else did you say? Okay, I also talked about, obviously, Devonta Adams going to Las Vegas. I think that's a big upgrade for them. Obviously, um, with Derek Carr and uh, both of them having chemistry already from Friends Zone State. Do you um, think Devontae Adams is going to have a better season with Derek Carr or if he played with Aaron Rodgers? Uh, I think he'll have a better season with Aaron Rodgers, obviously. Of course. Aaron Rodgers so how did, how, is that, how does that make him better? It makes Derek Carr. Yeah, it'll make him better. Yeah, give him better numbers. And it, it, plus, they already have chemistry going back from college days. Okay. Okay, what mm-hmm. else did you say? And then also talked about the tennis, uh, AJ, the AJ Brown trade going to uh, Tennessee. That trade. was a good move by the yeah. Philadelphia Eagles. And then they're getting back Traylon Burks basically in the draft. Traylon Burks is going to be a bust. Mm-hmm. He is not AJ Brown. Now I don't know much about him, and I know what I know what Carl, not Carl. Uh, I know what Jeff's going to say. He's going to skim right through. You don't, you don't know much about Tra- Tra- Traylon. No, Burks. Jeff was down on Traylon Burks too. No, I was he, the one that was high on him. No, I know Jeff will find something to say about what I say about uh, Traylon Burks. Because I didn't watch a lot of Traylon Burks, but I think he's yes. overrated. And to compare him to compare him to AJ Brown, who's a successful yeah. player in the NBA, the NFL, is ridiculous. Wait, Speedy, you like uh, Traylon Burks? I do. I think he's yeah. very. I think he's quicker than given credit for for his size. G- good route runner, versatile guy. I don't think he's going to be as good as AJ Brown either. I'm with Errol on that. But I, I like him. I like him b- being a, a guy that can emerge into a number one type receiver. But I don't think he'll be as good as AJ Brown either. Yeah. Uh, I but, don't think he's going to be any good. Uh, speaking of Jeff, he has also arrived. Whoa. What's up, Jeff? What's up, Jeff? Under on Traylon Burks. Um, Receiving yards for this year is 745, I think. I'll take the under. I'll take the under. I'll take the under. I'll take the under, too, as Tannehill throwing him the ball, one. And just as a point of reference, Trevor Story, back six. It goes either. Speedy PK just said that. Yeah, well, I, was looking at the, I was looking at the splits. Right. Most of his games, and, 35 and games, is sixth. Right, and fake news errors like, he batched third. 
He's in the heart of the lineup. But he, Speedy, did he not bat? Did he not bat in the top five this year? He batted 15 games first, 15, uh, 12 games hitting fifth. Okay, and then uh, six games combined the other spots. He started the season there and was so bad they moved him down the lineup. All right, all right. So how many times did he bat? How how many games were there this year? How many games were, were there this year? How many games have played this year? We have about 75. Speedy, 70 games. Speak. 70, 70 games. Okay. Speedy, listen to me and, and, and actually look because you're my numbers guy. Now, how many games? Hold on, Jeff. of the games bat in third? How many games? Hold on. How many games did he bat in the top five? That would be 33. 33 out of the 70 games. 33 out of 70 games. Not top five. You said he bats third. All right. How many games he All right. in the top Glaber three? Torres many, has been batting. Glaber Torres is batting his six to seventh spot all season long. And he has got more home runs. The had a whole new lineup. The Yankees lineup was basically set. They found his spot. Trevor Story got six. Whatever. Who cares? And he's batting 224. And that's who, And that's what you're paying. And that's what you're paying $170 million to. Most of your guys. What? And the comparison wasn't to Gleiber. I love how you move the goalpost. The comparison wasn't to Gleiber. The comparison, Speedy accurately pointed out, was to Donaldson. Oh, Donaldson's so great. I wouldn't want Donaldson's an old man. He was an add-on addition to the Yankees. Oh, 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 look look how the story changes. No, the story changes what? You prefer Donaldson. Yes, I do. Because I don't want to take a guy who's getting a five- or six-year deal worth $170 million who's a complete bust. Okay? A bust. Your guy gets more money? For two years. (laughs) For two (laughs) years. They're going to get rid of him next year. Your guy gets more money. They're going to trade him next year or drop him next year or buy him out next year. That's how funny that is. He's so bad, they're going to get rid of him. But you prefer Donaldson. He's so good. I I didn't say I I I prefer Donaldson. Whatever, 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 dude. Whatever. The under on the Traylon Burks. Okay, whatever. Okay, so all day, all the whole show, you've been complaining about the Knicks when the show wasn't about the Knicks. It wasn't about the Knicks. We talked about the Knicks the first twenty minutes, and then all of a sudden, it's all about the Knicks. I I love how uh, the Knicks prize off season acquisition. They spent $110 million. $104 million on a dude that can get ripped by Get it right, Jeff. You know you want me to get it right? Get it right. Me get it right. How about you get it right? You're not right about almost nothing. Oh, oh, I'm I'm, I'm right about almost nothing. Okay, whatever you say, Jeff. Whatever you say, Jeff. Let's not get let's not get into all the stupid things that come out of your mouth during the show, the which is completely oh yeah, just here for the rumors. I'll give you a foot in your ass. I'll show you rumors. <laughs> Freaking rumors, ridiculous. And what's, what's Nathan doing in Florida? It, it hasn't EJ Family. Perry hit him with a restraining order already? <laughs> what? Who? EJ Perry has he hit you with a restraining <laughs> order? <laughs> hey, let me let me ask you. If you were Brad is he Stevens, following EJ Perry on vacation at this point. Whoa! What the hell? <laughs> hey, Jeff, if you were the GM right now for the Boston Celtics and you had a chance to get Steph Curry, you trade Jason Tatum for Steph? God, no. The the math there doesn't even come close to lining up because Steph is in the October or November of his career, and Jason. Tatum All right, is let's in say if let's say if Je- uh, let's say if Jason Tatum's twenty four and Steph was twenty nine, would you would you make that trade? No, no. Okay, okay. I'm just asking. You get, more, you get more years. You get five more years with Tatum. I, I agree. I agree. I think Jason Tatum. Honestly, I think Jason Tatum is a better overall uh, all around player. So I'm taking I'm taking Jason Tatum. Yeah, he, he probably is a better all around player, but it's really hard to 
it's really hard to argue against a dude that's the all-time career leader in threes, and he probably is still going to play for another five years. Uh, by the way, Carl says pickleball, pickleball tourney in Everglades. Niffin is covering. <laughs> there you go, expanding your horizons, Niffin. <laughs> Where is Niffin? Niffin's here. Niffin's in Florida. No, where is Niffin? Where are you in Florida, Niffin? I'm in Mount Dora, Florida. Mount Dora? What is that? Mount Dora. Mount Dora. Mount Dora. Mount. Mount Dora. Mount Dora. Yeah, yeah, I know Mount Dora. Is it nice over there? I don't know. It's nice. It's nice. Yeah, I mean, you know, it's better than New York. Oh, God, please. Please. Okay, uh, I got some news on Kevin Durant here. Let's hear it. Not breaking. That's nothing major, but uh, they said the Chicago Bulls has contacted the Brooklyn Nets to discuss mm. Kevin Durant. Good move for them. Mm-hmm. I said that. Yeah, you were so, mentioning that. Yeah. Do you think? Do you think? Um, is is, is there uh, the reason why they con- is this a, because the Zach Levine contract is still not done yet? But do you think that could be part of the Durant trade? If that I happens? think they could sign both of them. Oh, they would have to trade Valajunas. Bucevic. Uh, I'm sorry. Bucevic. They could trade Bucevic, and, and they could because people would take Bucevic. You bring in Kevin Durant and you sign Zach Levine. You have him, DeMar DeRozan. You, you have your three right there, and you have a pretty good young bench. I, they could definitely the Nets, win. The Nets are going to ask for Zach Levine, though, too. It might not happen picks. that way, though, depending on how far get, it could go. I think they could get picks. They'll bring a third team in, and I, I don't think the Chicago Bulls would just do it uh, you know, straight up. I, I think there will have to be another team additionally. Uh, adding another player, two players, uh, to make that deal done. I don't think you're going to see any young, young like that level of star player get traded in that kind of deal. Even with we were discussing it too, even with the Suns and the Heat, like the Suns are not going to have to trade Devin Booker to get Kevin Durant. The Heat or the Heat might have to, they might have to trade out of bio, but they're not going to have to trade everything they have. I don't. I, I'm telling you right now, I don't see Kevin Durant going anywhere. This whole story <laughs> that have... go ahead, Jeff. May have missed the biggest waiver wire transaction today. What is that? Juancho Hernan Gomez got cut today. Do you know what that oh. means? Bo Cruz is a free agent. Bo Cruz. That movie. That movie was awesome. It was a great movie. It was a great movie. Yeah. I, I I think certain parts and and the ending really. I didn't like the ending. I didn't like the ending. I, I it was great that he went to the Celtics. I, well, I knew that's not why I didn't like the ending. I didn't like how the end. All the the great players end up there. Yeah. Okay. Whatever. That's not what we're talking about. I didn't like how the 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 movie ended from that when he's walking out in the tunnel. He's on the seventy six. He's Bo Cruz is playing for the Celtics. We don't know what happens in the end of it. We don't know. Yeah, you know, yeah. we didn't even see him get drafted. We don't know. We don't know where the Celtics win three championships a row with Dak Prescott. We don't. <laughs> we don't know where he gets drafted. Where, where in the draft the, the Celtics were drafting? We don't know because the two best players were in those games. Uh, the, the, um, I forget the two guys. Uh, I didn't see the thing. So uh, the, 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 I, I forget what's his name again. Uh, uh, oh. Who was playing um, from the uh, the. the the uh, Minnesota Timberwolves. Who was playing? Oh, uh, Anthony Edwards. Anthony, Anthony Edwards. Edwards. Yeah, Anthony Edwards was the number one pick, the predominant number one pick. I forget what he was called in it. Kermit. That's what his name was. Kermit. 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 And 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 Bo was supposed to be. He was the second best player in those in those games. But was Bo going at number two? Did he fall because of the whole, you know, the whole uh, combine? He should have added the draft too. I agree. Called Kermit. What happened? Yeah, Kermit. Kermit. Yeah, his name was Kermit in the movie. Anthony Edwards. He's got the same name as Derek Cole. 
Yeah, his name. Shut up, Jeff. You're so stupid. But, um, no, no, no. I agree with Arrow because they should have added more to that movie. Uh, the the draft was the most important part is watching yeah, him get drafted, exactly. and we never saw yeah. him get drafted. Mm-hmm. So that, that that's what we were waiting. Uh, that's what I wanted to see. I think that would have been a better ending when we see him get drafted, you know, and where he got drafted. Because anytime you see anyone get drafted in any league, everyone says the same thing. You know, even if they have high expectations and go in one and they draw, everyone says the same thing. It feels the same. It doesn't matter. Once you, once you get picked, it feels the same. But that's not what I'm saying, Jeff. The whole point of this whole movie was about the draft. Well, I think they left that out, but I think that's why they left it out of the draft. The whole point was just that he got drafted. Dude was hustling people for 27 pesos in a parking lot in no. South America or wherever it was. And now he made it into the NBA draft. I don't think his position was the point. The fact that he got drafted was the point. Yeah, I I still think because they were talking about him, you know, and him and Kermit being the best players at the combine, how long he is, how big his hands are, his jumping ability, and how he found him, you know, playing pickup games. Who gets Bo Cruz? That's what I want to know this offseason. By the way, you keep making fun of Garrett Cole, six and two, two point nine nine ERA. Oh, he's been horrible. I know. Absolutely horrible. Absolutely horrible. Probably a win the Cy Young this year. He'll probably. Pitch, you know, five, six game. He doesn't even have the best ERA on his team. I, I understand that. I he, he still could win the Cy Young. Dude, he, there's so much baseball left. This is what's so funny about you. He's you so go, funny. oh, he's probably going to win the Cy Young. He's the worst pitcher on that staff. No, he's not. He's the best Cortez player. Is, Nestor Cortez is pitching lights out right now. He's by far better than Garrett Cole. You're, right out of, you're out of your mind if you think Cortez is better than him. Look at the numbers. First of all, Nestor Cortez is 6-3 and three with a 2.51 ERA. And his, ERA. he went from 1.62 to 2.51. He almost went one point. Speaking of Nestor Cortez, what are they paying him? A bucket of chicken? You're paying $37 million for Kermit Cole. Speaking of Nestor Cortez, I'm kind of concerned of his innings. Uh, they've been he's been throwing a lot of innings so far. It's only June, not even the All Star break yet, and he's already thrown I think the most innings in that rotation. Seventy nine innings. Uh, no, yeah. it's not the most in the rotation. Cole is oh. eighty seven and a third. Uh, no, it's actually fourth most. Montgomery eighty five and a third, and Tyone eighty four. And Tyone, the last the last two games, even though he's nine and one, he's he's, he's he has a, his ERA is three point three two. He's nine and one. You value wins. Tyone's nine and one. He's the Cy Young winner. First of all, Tyone. It's not as valued as much as it used to be for in terms of, all, of the award all, voting because they're realizing Cortez, it's not as much of a pitching. Cortez stats. and but, but that's not what I heard from Captain Clownshoes. Clownshoes, right? Uh, Cole has more strikeouts. His whip's better. The only thing that he doesn't have right now that leads the team is 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 ERA, which he's second in ERA. You idiot. Okay, you idiot. You idiot. Oh, I know, idiot. You're gonna make me cry. I got bean feelings. <laughs> You're so stupid, man. You're dumb. It's like it's it's ridiculous for you to think that Cole's not the best pitcher on the Yankees is ridiculous. It makes you look like a joke. He's not the shit. Dude, he leads the league in strikeouts. Do you know that? One category. One category. Uh, leads one the league category. in strikeouts. No, uh, one category? Does he lead the league in wins? Nope. Dude, he's 6-2. and two. Nine and one, Tyone leads the league in wins. Not as much of an indicative starting pitching stats. They don't value that, dude. Anymore. If you well, think, hey, you know, strikeouts. With strikeouts is the be all end all, right? Garrett Cole is um, he's been he's been better than every single pitcher on that team this year. Even Nestor Cortez, who's six and three. Cortez has what? 
40-something strikeouts to, to, to a guy like Garrett Cole has almost 100? What are you, nuts? Cortez has 85. Coral's 111. Mm-hmm. Okay. That's so iconic. They've put his mustache on a T-shirt. How many Kermit the Frog T-shirts do you see floating around? Yet? You named him Kermit, None. you idiot. <laughs> you named him Kermit. I don't Kermit. think the Yankees because are giving those away. Because a stupid dummy at the friggin' wild card game well, and a Kermit the Frog. That's why. Yeah, and he got mad and started cursing at the guy in the, uh, at the Red Sox bullpen because he was using the Kermit the Frog puppet out. Yeah, great. It, again, with the Boston Red Sox fans because they're a bunch of idiots and a rude, disrespectful people, pieces uh, of you-know-what. Oh, 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 they're rude. Did he throw the puppet at him? Uh, sure did he. Why would he throw sure the puppet at him? He'll lose it, mouth, you idiots. Those, did those mouth-breathing Yankee fan juckets throw baseball? No, they do other know? things like sure curse and, and pour beer oh, on cursing. people. Yeah. Oh, no, cursing. Mm-hmm. We've never heard that in New York. Who assault Tampa Bay Lightning fans leaving games? Oh, oh, so that's what we're, we're bringing up, dude. Don't get me started about your Boston. Oh, you every single analyst that we, every single analyst we've had, every single analyst that's covered the Boston Celtics and any other team say that the Red Sox, that that the Boston fans are worse than New York fans. So don't get me started. Please, Speedy, am I right how or many, wrong? We had, yeah, Josh many, Towers, I know, said that when we had him on uh, how, when he was pitching for the Blue Jays. Were thrown in, how many beer bottles were thrown in Fenway Don't Park get me year? started about None. your team. How many beer bottles were thrown in Indian, uh, at Guardians Outfielder? All right, let, let's get All into the Freddie. I, I don't want to get All into this. This is not about the show. No, I know. Right. You're on the losing no. end of the argument. No, because you lost. You lost. You oh, lost yeah. already. You lost a long time you ago. Lost. Yes, we just named we named two or three analysts that come on this show and already said that the Red Sox fans are worse than the Yankee fans. So please, yes, don't get me started. You squawk so much. You squawk so much. Maybe you're Big Bird. Garrett Cole is Kermit. You can be Big Bird. I'd rather be Big shoes. Bird than some fat guy drifting into the water in the pool. Okay. Why don't we so call you? We'll call you Yoko. So we'll call you Yoko. We'll call you Yoko Zuna. Okay. Yoko. Yeah, Yoko. Yoko. Yoko Zuna. Okay. Did I kill John Lennon? Yeah. No, you're Yoko Zuna. You're you're that fat you're a fat guy that you know wrestled or we'll call you earthquake that's better uh, oh, that's before, a good one before we get to that carl carl has a question for nithin uh how do you get your boom mic microphone through airport security uh, it's in the suitcase he just jams it up his ass and he makes it right through <laughs> you, you should know about jamming things up your ass Errol doesn't even need lube it just fits right yeah. there what do you know about lube man why don't you take your KY and do you know do what you can with it? You tried to name an act, but you don't know any. That's classic. Okay, great. Well, why don't we yeah. get to look, we... Look at the 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 party, the clubs and parties in Florida are lit. Okay, Let, let's get into the Freddie Freeman situation. No, the clubs, the, the great, the clubs. great. We're not talking about the clubs. We're talking about Freddie Freeman right now. <laughs> I, I will say this. I will say this. This story. Yeah, you know, it, it, it's crazy when you when you hear this story. And w- Freddie Freeman, about a week and a half ago, got yeah. his ring uh, with the Dodgers over there, uh, going to, back to Atlanta, and he was, um, and, he was emotional and uh, it is crazy. And with the round of applause that he got and having the chance to hold his ring in front of the fans was, was very special. It really wasn't. If you guys never checked it out, go check it out on YouTube. The crowd was going crazy, yep. but everybody was taking shots, even Chipper Jones in the off season. The fact that he didn't take the contract extension and Chipper Jones still works uh, with the organization and all that other stuff. Uh, Chipper Jones was upset that Freddie Freeman didn't take the contract. And then coming out uh, about 48 to 72 hours ago that Freddie Freeman did not even know 
that his agent got an offer that practically matched the Dodgers' offer, which probably would have kept Freddie Freeman with the Atlanta Braves. Hmm. And and what what really is interesting about this story is, yes, his agent got fired. We all know that he was going to get fired from that. What's so interesting about that is why didn't the Atlanta Braves reach out, the owners, re- the owner reach out to Freddie Freeman before he took the contract with mm-hmm. the Dodgers? That's the interesting story because if and, – and listen, we, we all know – now, I don't know if, if, if both teams know what the other team is offering, but when you have all these analysts and all these guys, uh, these um, – what do they call them? The um, the guys that like the Wojnowskis, insiders. Yeah. the insiders, the yeah. insiders that are getting information before it even comes out, and knowing that the the Braves knew that they matched the same contract and the same extension, the same amount of years and the same money before he signed. Why didn't the Braves reach out to the uh, the Freeman family or, or Freddie Freeman and ask him why he wouldn't take their deal? Why wouldn't he take that contract? That's the interesting thing. Yeah, it's the same average annual value. The Braves' offer was five years, $135 million, and the Dodgers gave him six one sixty two. So they're both $27 million mm-hmm. a year. But we know that Freddie Freeman was willing to stay for Atlanta for the same or even slightly lesser money if that was the case. The Braves are just not willing to give him the extra year from what we heard all offseason. Initially, it was going to be thought of as a five-year deal, and the Braves were offering four. Then the Braves were finally willing to cave into the five-year deal, which that was the deal that was never revealed. So the, Bra- the Freddie Freeman is absolutely right about that. Nobody was saying that the Braves were ever offering a five-year deal. The Dodgers were the only team, and then for a while there were other dark horses that might have given him a five-year deal. We never heard of it from the Braves, and the fact that it was offered, I don't think Alex Anthopoulos Anthopoulos is very trustworthy. I don't know if he would would have said something about that kind of thing, too, if he knew about what was going on with his agent, because that's just crazy, and that's just just unprofessional and terrible on his part. Nathan, what did you think? Speedy, you gotta just spit it out. You know, you you drag a whole thing, but... (laughs) Uh, Nathan, what did you think about that, hearing think, that story? I think it's ridiculous on the Braves side for not letting him know. Um, I think if, if, if they really wanted Freddie Freeman back, the, like you just said, the owner should have just reached out to him uh, themselves to let them know that they offered him pretty much the same deal with the Dodgers. That it, it, for me, it's point blank ridiculous what happened. Jeff, what did you think? I mean, you hearing all that and, and that story, uh, do you think that the Braves should have reached out to, to – uh, Freddie Freeman knowing after the insider, I'm sure the insiders came out and, and saw that the, the, the numbers were practically matched. Were you surprised that the Braves didn't reach out to Freddie Freeman? Uh, no, because that's what people do. They say if they want to negotiate through their agent, they say, I want to negotiate through my agent. That's just how that works. Right. Mm-hmm. So that's one part of it. But Freddie Freeman has a, has a legal case here. Agents are like real estate agents, right? Mm-hmm. Where if you give someone an offer, they're legally bound to present it to you. He just cost Freddie Freeman $18 million because that's that's the excess in tax that Freddie Freeman would save by playing in Atlanta, a tax-free state versus playing in California. I completely forgot about that. You're totally in the box. I get it. In the box? What are you talking about? Shut up, Jeff. You're an idiot. You don't I think have... of obvious things. That's why you prefer New York City over Miami. You're like, why would anyone want to go to Miami? No, I wouldn't go to Miami. First of all, I wouldn't. I don't want to go to Miami because it's too hot and I everybody's fake over there. All right? That's why. I've been to Miami plenty of times. I've DJed at the the classic, uh, you know, DJing things and all that other stuff. I've been there. I, I right, hate but it. It's, but it's right. But it's not too hot. Might be too hot in the summer, but basketball season. 
perfect temperature and you don't get to freeze your ass off, which is a downfall of like playing in Utah or Minnesota or New York. Or New York Boston has in the winters have not been cold. The winters have not been cold. One, we have what colder than they are in Miami. You're right. But I remember two years ago when it was it was warm. It was like in the 70s all the way through the winter until January or February. It's also a tax free state. So yes. When, so, so that's when, that's it. And, that's and, I never and, I, I didn't think and of this that. is why. And, and not for nothing, this is why I was stunned Jalen Brunson took that offer, because he must really want to be in New York, which is, you know, good for him if that's where he wants to be. But I was surprised because when Dallas offers him whatever they offered him, 105, 106, right, he's leaving like $20 million on the table. Which I maybe he wants to go home. Maybe he feels that the Knicks are – Which is his a, prerogative. I'm just saying yeah. these teams in the tax-free states, yeah. the Texas, oh. uh, you know, Tennessee – Florida, yeah. like those kinds of places, they have an advantage because if, if you're being honest, and this applies to Freddie Freeman, why would I want to go to LA and be taxed out my ass when I can still play for a winning team, a place where I want to be, and make more money? You could look very seriously. The what did the Dodgers give him 160? Say six years, 162. It's the same average annual value of 27. But if yeah, if you're adding what, the extra taxes, right. yeah, it's more. Right, but you can play for 20 million a year. That's six. That six million can be. Uh, 120 instead of 160, mm. and you'd make the same amount of money. Interesting. Right. Yeah, yeah. That's and, interesting. Yeah, and for the same average annual value, you'll be, you'll be end up saving a lot more. Yes, Carl, no state tax in Florida. Mm-hmm. Yes, that, that is another one. And yeah, and I think his heart was always there in Atlanta, too. It's not like the Braves lowballed him, the Braves gave him the same average annual value offer, and he always wanted to stay there, too. It seemed like he was wanting to stay there all offseason, and they just wouldn't give him the extra year. It's also why it's going to be super rare. I realize Toronto just won. It's also going to be super rare for Toronto to ever be competitive again. Because mm. the international tax rate, when, when Canada taxes you on the money you've made here, and then you have to bring it back there because that's where they're living, you right. get hammered in taxes. Absolutely. Dude, worse than California, worse than New York, worse than you could ever imagine. No one wants to go to Toronto because of that. The tax what? rate is crazy. Yeah, they're they're only benefiting right now because they were them and the Mets were the only two teams that did not lose money during COVID because the Mets got their new owner and then the Blue Jays they didn't lose they didn't lose anything else with everything that was lost there. But yeah, down the road that might be hard for them when they do have to pay a lot of those young players. They paid some already, but not all of them. It's Toronto. They're not going to be able to afford everything, so they're not right. going to be able to pay everyone. Yeah, right. They might pay one or two guys. There's no way. That that team, as good and young as they are, is going to be like the Dodgers, and they're all going to stick no. around right. because they're all going to go and make money. Mm, right. Yeah, Nathan, what, what were you going to say, Nathan? Yeah, going back to the Jalen Brunson thing, uh, the reason why he chose we talked basketball for no, all day. You no, know, no, because there were obviously the relationships there, and plus his father is on the. Yes, they, the the Knicks brought him in as a scout. We all knew in the middle of the season they were going to do that. Uh, he he has a very good relationship with Leon Rose, who doesn't like to speak to the media, which I can't stand. I mean, if you're gonna if you're gonna do the things that you do and you're gonna say the things that you say before the season was over, you might as well get in front of the press and actually be a man and talk to the press. That's why you came here. That's why you took the job. You're getting paid a lot of money. Speak to the press and open your big fat mouth instead of hiding behind wherever you're hiding. That I don't like about Leon Rose. And Leon Rose, as much as I, I did like the acquisition of him, what has he done? What has he done? Brunson. What has he done? Nothing. He's done nothing. Right, but in, in fairness, Errol, right, and I, I'll compare the Knicks to the Celtics in this way, okay? If you just allow me one minute, okay, it'll all make sense to you. 
The Celtics, much like the Knicks for a while, had trouble getting free agents. Everyone was like, oh, they can't reel in the free agents. They can't do it, which is the same thing people say about the Knicks, right? As soon as the Celtics got Al Horford, things started to change. They got Horford. The next season, they got uh, Gordon Hayward, okay? Gordon Hayward didn't work out, but he was still the top free agent basically that year, and they reeled him in because of that. you got to have the first domino fall before other people will get there, right? Maybe the Jalen Brunson thing is finally the, a free agent showed up, and now we can go and get more in the future. I want to see the Knicks build around the draft, and I want to see more of Opie Toppin. I think when we did see him, have, they have Toppin, they have Grimes. RJ I want to see, I want to see Grimes. When Grimes played, you know, he started this year. He had some good games. I, I think he's good, he could be a really good player. I want to see their player, their young youngsters play more. That's what I want to see Tom Thibodeau do. If he doesn't do that this year, you fire him. You have some good young players. You might have players that could turn out to be great uh, breakout players. How would we know that if they don't, they don't play them? That's all well and good, but you're going to get better quicker by getting bringing in free agents. That's how all these teams get over the top. They've all brought in free agents that put them over the top. So Golden State didn't do that. Guys, sure they did. No, they didn't. They won without free, bringing in free agents. Right. No, Kevin Durant. Right, but they've still brought in They free won a championship there. before Kevin oh, yeah, Durant. Sorry, before, yeah, yeah, before. Right, but, right, but even, even the championship before – Kevin Durant, they didn't bring free agents? No. I remember Andre Iguodala playing. Yeah, but uh, Andre Iguodala, yes, he was a great defender, well, but he's, he's not the reason. At the time. Yeah. Andre Iguodala was a great player at He was the a time. good Maybe player. Not, now, not great. He was a good player. He was a good player. He was player. a great player. Dude. He was a good. He was a pretty great player. Came from the 76. Right. He was good. Right. He was at the tail end of his you – know, and he's been in a little too late, a little too long because – he maybe had two more years left when he played for the Golden State when they won. Still needed those pieces, and they brought guys in. Did they draft well? Sure they did, but they still brought in free agents to put them over the top. Yes. Andre Iguodala being one of them. And if, and if you're going to completely ignore who's the big, fat, white Australian center they had. They had that, and they brought him in, and that was a big move too. Bogut, Andrew Bogut. Oh, that's right. I forgot about him. <laughs> Those early championship teams. So saying they didn't bring in free agents hey, is just fake. David news. Lee. It's just fake news. Next legend, David Lee. David Lee. Right, but, it, right, but it, right. David Lee played a big part on those. No, teams. I like David, David Lee. Lee. I wasn't mocking him. David, David Lee, Andre Iguodala, Andrew Bogut, but they didn't Richard, bring any free Richard agents. Not fake news. Andre Iguodala, by the way, was 30 years old not when he went to Golden State. Fake news. What are you talking about? Andre Iguodala was not a great player when he went to the Golden State Warriors. He was just not. Named, just named he, was not. he was not. He was not, dude. He was not. He was oh, not. His was first year with uh, his he first yeah, his first year with uh, the Golden State Warriors, nine points. Great. <laughs> Great. Four <laughs> rebounds. Great. 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 His best years, his best years was his first four his 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 second third fourth fifth year that's was that was when he was the all-star after that he was not that great of a player he was at the tail end of his career when he went to golden state he was a little he was there too long in the nba when he went to golden state he was he was a great defender to say that he was a great player he wasn't a great player he how wasn't about, a great about, player he was a seventh guy off the bench give me a break. How, um, how about richard jefferson what happened Richard Jefferson signed with the Golden State, right, as a free agent? No, he went to Cleveland. He went back to oh. Cleveland for a year, I oh, think. Okay. He was on that championship team, like, as a sixth uh, – not a sixth, like, eighth, ninth guy off nothing, the bench. Nothing, nothing like being a bum, being on the all-defensive first team that year, being a finals MVP. You know, pretty much a bum. Mm. 
Mm. Carl says, see, Errol, you said he wasn't a great player with the Warriors when he was a final MVP. It was Curry yes. who made him better. Yes, he was He was a final MVP. Finals MVP. Finals MVP. He was a shutdown was defender. That's why he won the MVP for the finals. Defense. That's why he, yeah, he, he won the final. He was a final. He, he shut down LeBron James. That's why he was the MVP. As well as Wiggins should have been the MVP for shutting down Jason Tatum. I don't understand though. How did he shut down LeBron James? He was only the seventh guy on that. Yeah, team. he, he was. Play, they right? play. Yes, he didn't start all season long. Go look how many games he started in that season. He was the seventh okay. guy off the bench. Right. Yeah, he did. He started. No, he but, didn't. No, he didn't. Harrison no, he didn't. Barnes did. Harrison Barnes did. Dude, dude, shut up. You don't know shit, okay? You want to get started? You want to really die? Everything that you say, bogus. Bogus. Fake news. Fake news, Jeff. Fake news. He was a defensive. And, and by the way, Carl, by the way, Carl, Steph Curry didn't make him better. He actually made him worse when he went over there. He was a better. He won the MVP because of his defense, not because of Steph Curry, because Steph Curry couldn't play defense. That's why he started. That's why. So if anything, Steph Curry didn't make him better. He made Steph Curry better. Let's get started on this. This is ridiculous. <laughs> ridiculous. Welcome, welcome to the show, Nathan. <laughs> Fake news. Give me a break. Absolutely ridiculous. Anyways, getting back. MVP. What happened? Finals MVP. Yeah. He was, he was the reason why he won the defensive play because he was the best Errol. defensive player on the court. Errol, sorry for going back to basketball. That's all right. I, I don't want I, – I, I wanted to talk about Freddie Freeman. I wanted to get yeah, into the U.S. about Freddie Freeman because oh, – right, So we're done with Freddie Freeman. We, were, we pretty made our points at Freddie Freeman. Keep your eye Freeman. on a lawsuit there, though. I would keep your eye on a lawsuit. I mm-hmm. think it's coming. Makes sense. Well, the final thing that I want to get into, because Speedy has the list of things that we were getting at the, into. At the very least, he's going to sue him for his commission. Probably. He'll get his money back. Maybe Freddie Freeman will just leave it alone. Maybe they're friends. Who knows? But he f- had to fire him because it was a big story. And he would look like a bonehead if he didn't fire him. Mm-hmm. So, and he's also Dansby Swanson's agent, too. So that's something to watch as well. Um, USC and UCLA set to join the Big Ten in oh. two years. What does this mean for college football? Um. All right, Jeff. I'm going to give you, Mr. Clown Shoes, an opportunity to speak because you're a big college football fan. What do you think? I, I said this to you as soon as all the NL, NIL stuff and all that stuff was going on. We're headed to four super conferences. You're seeing USC and UCLA join the Big Ten. That leaves the Pac-12 vulnerable. We have another vulnerable conference right now in the Big 12. Right. I won't be. I won't be surprised to see like. Uh, I, I think I already heard Kansas is in talks with like the ACC to go to that conference for a basketball and, conference. <laughs> like those, super- I, 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 yeah, but those, con- you know, but they play in different conferences in different sports, dude. No, I know that. I know that. I'm just saying maybe that's right. Why. But this is right. But this is what I'm saying is you, you're going to see, you know, probably the Pac-12 and the Big 12 merge. All of those schools that you know, the the shuffling around the schools. We just saw it with the Big 12. You're probably going to see some merger there to make like. I don't know, the great 12 or whatever they're going to call it. Yeah, they're going to have to at this point. They really don't have a choice. So then you're going to have that as a super conference. The Big Ten is already there. And then the SEC is already doing it because they're getting Texas and Oklahoma. And somehow the American Conference and the ACC are going to have to melt somehow into one conference. And we're heading to four super conferences. I called it years ago. Yeah, you did did mention that at some point. It might even come to the point where – 
they have to either get so many other independents where they just have to try something, or they might even merge even more. Where it's just maybe there's only one independent though, Speedy. No, I know, I know, I know that. I'm saying all the all the other conferences, the trying to save themselves, the ACC, the Pac-12, etc., that are trying to save themselves now might have to go for more group of five teams. Away I'm sorry, I'm sorry because I see Carl is still talking about this this whole stuff. I'm sorry, just just so you know, Carl. He didn't. He started only in five games the year that they won that championship, where he was the MVP. He only started in the playoffs in the finals because of LeBron James. That's what I said. He didn't start. He started five games. I have it right in front of my face. Five games in the regular season. That's what he started. And in the playoffs, the only games that he started was in the finals because of LeBron James because he could defend LeBron. Now, I'm getting off of this. I don't want to talk about it anymore. And by the way, I think it's a horrible move for USC and UCLA. Horrible move. Where, where is USC and UCLA? Yeah, Speedy, Southern, where are Southern they? California. And where are they going to have to play? In the cold Midwest and North. How often does it work out that warm weather teams play well in cold yeah, weather? Yeah, no, exactly. No, I, I would agree with that. This is going bad. This is going bad. If they, if they were going to do something... They should have been the cornerstones to starting their own conference and inviting, you know, Baylor and Oklahoma State and, you know, you know, keeping like the Pac-12, the Utah, the Washington, the right. Oregon Which State. is why I'm surprised like, that new commissioner wouldn't have tried to do something like that because they just got rid of their other commissioner. He retired or something like that. Commissioners have nothing to do with it, Speedy. Everyone was blindsided by this. Did anyone, no. did anyone yeah, know yeah. that this was going to – right? So this was clearly – and, you know – SEC, that kind of thing happened. Oklahoma and Texas, people got whispers of it. But that was a done deal, too, by the time people found out. Right. It, it's really these chancellors and athletic directors and that kind of stuff okay. working behind gotcha. the scenes. Like, most of these commissioners get hammered with it, but it's too late by the time they find out. Gotcha. I also think, though, too, from the Pac-12 standpoint, they should have realized that this is those are going to be the two teams that are really going to get marketed through most of the NIL stuff, too, because it's Southern California, because it's L.A., too. I mean, you might get your Oregons here and there that might be able to because they're a good program, but beyond that, they don't really have a lot of them that are marketable. Um, I don't know the richness level of the other schools, Jeff. You might know better on that, but... Right, but this is the thing. You're mentioning, oh, they're the two schools, and Oregon's kind of like, ah, they're a good program. That yeah. No, Oregon's only a good program because of Nike. Okay. Nike feeds them everything. Gotcha. Joe Knight has all the money in the world. How did Nike start, Speedy? I'm not sure. You have to, to go you for ever, the... You ever, of, you ever hear of the waffle shoe? No. The waffle shoe was a track shoe. Oh, wow. It was, okay. shoe. It, was their, it was their very first shoe. It was made, they called it the waffle shoe because it was made in a waffle. That's line. right. That's right. Wow. I, okay. Right? And so they made, he made the shoe with a waffle iron, and he gave it to all these track kids mm-hmm. at Oregon. Sure. Right? One true. of them being Prefontaine. Prefontaine, yep. Right. And so they made these shoes and whatever. So Nike sprouts up there, and he's got the inroad since 1960 at Oregon. Mm-hmm. That's how their football program got good. That's why, that's why they have 800 – dude, they play – Freaking ten games a year, they have twenty uniforms. I think they change. It I know they do. They have the they have the pink one. They have the silver one. They have the gold, the yellow and gold one. Given to them by Nike. Okay, 
Gotcha. They're the ones that all started right. all that sort of stuff. Carl, so like, if you're talking about a school with money, Nike would be the pinnacle. Carl says, Carl says the money is too big in the Big Ten in the SEC. USC and UCLA will split $100 million yearly in Big Ten instead of $60 million in Pac-10. He also says, so no, so he says, so no need to try to start up a new conference as a cornerstone. There you go. I, I, have no, I, I have no idea what that mumbling is because this is what we're headed to. The big schools, they went to the Big Ten, and if he thinks the money is big there because he's a Michigan guy and we got the best, the SEC has already put you in a body bag with money. They own all the money. Right. First of all, they have now have the two richest schools in all of college football. The two Texas A&M? And Texas. And Texas. The two yeah. richest. Mm-hmm. They're, they're gone. If he thinks Michigan's got money, he's got another thing coming. <laughs> he doesn't. He doesn't. Apparently, he he doesn't know what Texas oil money is like. <laughs> he, he, he's about to find out real quick when the Big Ten loses every year to the SEC, which they already do. Um, he says the uh, SEC he can't even make it out of the Big Ten. Michigan beat Ohio State for the first time in like 12 years. Yes, yeah, it's 2007. Carl says SEC will surpass Big Ten revenue in two years. Wow, the SEC's already ahead of the Big Ten. Surpass it. They did that five years ago. It's, it's so interesting. It's so interesting with the money. Here's another thing about the money. You want to know another thing about the money? The, the I'm just going to call it the Final Four. I realize it's the college. Yeah, I got it. Yeah, yeah, we for now until they expand it. Yeah. This is why UCF got screwed and they didn't want Cincinnati in. Do you know what happens when a team from the SEC makes makes it into the playoffs? Yeah, the, each the team gets a percentage. I know. You, each, you no, each that. school gets each school gets five million dollars. So, so you know, so, Jeff, he he did his research. He says no, they didn't. The SEC, the Big Ten, actually made more money in revenue. Really? Mm-hmm. So when so when they made it in this year and their school got five million, and Alabama and Georgia made it in, they each got ten million. Yeah, and there were other years too where I, I think there were multiple as well. Alabama right. and Georgia for made every, it uh, twenty seventeen too. I would imagine. Right for every school that gets in there, their whole conference gets five million dollars. Mm. So Ohio State got five million for losing. Uh, Purdue got five million just because yeah. they're in the comp, right? Uh, Rutgers got, uh, I think they're Big Ten, right? Rutgers? Yes, the Rutgers yes. is Big Ten. Yes, right. right. They got five million. Yeah, every school in the SEC. Yeah, 10. I'm actually thinking through it now. The the Big Ten has never had multiple college football playoff teams in that era. Michigan State made it the first year. Yeah, Michigan State made it the first year, and then um, Ohio State made it the next year. After that, I thought Penn State should have made it that year, the, the year Washington made it, but they didn't make it. And then oh, uh, it was either they didn't they didn't, they didn't have a team for two rigged. years. Yeah, they didn't have a they team for two years. They didn't make it because the vote's rigged. Can we just acknowledge the vote is rigged? Well, yeah. Nevertheless, they didn't. They never had multiple teams, though, because of that. Even if Penn State had it, they also had zero teams in the next two years after that because Ohio State kept losing all those big games late in the year. Or, or not, not the big games. They lost the most random games late in the year. They lost to Purdue. They lost to Iowa that one year, and they were so, always just short. So let me ask you a question. Being that Texas and Texas A&M have the most money, why aren't they the best teams every single year? Because they hired a drunk as a coach, and one's a military school, so it's hard to you – know, that's the M in Texas A&M. Mm-hmm. It's hard to find farmers and military people that are also good at football. Mm-hmm. But if they have so much money, they can they can recruit them, don't you think? They have, 
They have been. That's how Johnny Manziel ended up there. He's a, again another oil money kid, mm. another spoiled rich kid. But that's how they. That's how they've remained competitive. Mm. And now they're spending that money. You know, the highest paid coach in college football, I think, is still Jimbo Fisher. Yeah. Now, Jeff, I I, I haven't watched college football enough. To remember when they were back in the Big Twelve? Did they have that kind of same leverage in the Big Twelve with that when they were there before they expanded? They had a ton of money. They had so much money. Texas A and M. Okay. They put during the football season. They put a third deck on that stadium. Yeah, they they dubbed themselves the college football 12th man. They've been expanding so wildly, it's crazy. And now that it's like an arms race and everyone with these NIL deals, Christ, the kid at Miami just got nine and a half million. Wow. I'm going to, yeah, whoever that quarterback is, he got a nine and a half million dollar deal for his time in college. Right. I am scared to find out what Arch Manning got at Texas because, you know, they paid him a boatload. They had to. Why would he pick Texas of all the teams he could have played for? And he had a chance to go play for Georgia, Alabama. He picked Texas. No, Alabama actually passed on him. Well, but I mean, they were actually had that other kid commit to him. There's another quarterback he committed to Alabama, and they called him and said, "I mean, but 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 Alabama was in the in the mix of things. They were. Yeah, I was super surprised he didn't pick Georgia for my for me. I I was stunned he didn't pick Georgia. Yeah, Jeff, the Miami quarterback is uh, Jaden Rashad, nine and a half million dollars. Yeah, I just said that. Real news, not fake. Mm-hmm. Real news, nine and a half million dollars. Uh, Carl also says uh, the M is actually for mechanical, uh, not military. Agriculture and military school. That's why they have the cadets that do the stupid push-ups every time they kick a fucking field goal. <laughs> oh, we're we're so strong. We're doing push-ups because we kicked a field goal. <laughs> now the real question: Do they have to do more if they miss a field goal? <laughs> Nithin, before Nithin, before we go, Nithin, before we go. Uh, what did you so far? What What do you think about Dallas's off season? Um, I I love it. I think. Um, you love it. I mean, the draft. I think the draft is kind of iffy. I think we had a we had an okay draft, but we had to see how it plays out on the field. Um, but I I, I think. Uh, did you see what Pat McAfee graded them? What did they say? What did he say? <laughs> a negative F. <laughs> <laughs> He gave him a negative F. He didn't even well, give him an F. Well, well, I think this year, I, I think, you know what? I think this is, I think um, if Mike McCarthy does not take us. Oh, he's to, done. He's done. You know, if Mike McCarthy does not take us to the playoffs this year, I think uh, we, we're, we're going to bring him. He's we're done. Gonna, he's done even if they make the playoffs. We're, we're going to bring in uh, Sean Payton next yeah. year. Oh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> that's what's going to happen. <laughs> Yeah, keep wishful thinking, Nathan. No, I think that's what's going to happen. Think so too. Oh, I do. I think Sean Payton's the next head coach. Yeah, he uh, probably he probably is. Yeah, I think and so. And they'll have to pay the Saints a boatload because yep. he's still under contract. Yep, yep. And that's what's going to happen. I I do believe Sean Payton's the next so coach. Think about, so think about how funny this whole scenario is, right? They've lost Amari Cooper. They've lost Cedric Wilson. They lost Lyle Collins, and it's been a great oh. season. And then you and then you think Sean Payton's going to be the next coach, and you're going to have to give up a bunch of draft picks to get Sean Payton to the to the Saints. So you won't be able to build going into the future. But yay, go Cowboys! <laughs> Here's the other thing too: the NFC East has not had a back-to-back champion since 2003-2004. So not on your side there, Nathan. Yeah, the Eagles are going to body bag them this year. It's over for them. No, they're not. How about them Cowboys? We're going to win the division. But that's, that's, that's all you gave us? is is What did they do this offseason that really stood out that you thought they had a good offseason? I mean, our defense, our, defense, our defense would be good. What did they do this offseason that really made them good? 
<laughs> we got some good. Uh, we got we got some defensive players in the draft and free agency. Um, you think they did very well in the draft? I, I mean, oh, no, no, I did not. I'm not saying they did really very. I well, thought, but... I thought, I thought their first round pick could be really, really good. The... I do like Tyler Smith. Yeah, so do I. I but so the rest I. of the draft was kind of iffy to me. But, but what what made them so good that you said you, they had a great offseason? What was great about yeah, the offseason? CD Lamb, this this would be a. But that's not. They already had him, so we 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 know what CD Lamb. If anything, CD Lamb needs to take. You know, he's got to look forward this year. Now he's the number one guy. The last two or three, four years that he's been two two years that he's been there, he's been the second second guy. You know, and obviously the biggest the biggest the biggest key uh, to our team is obviously the quarterback Dak Prescott. So, but um, I think the defense will be. Uh, the same left from like last year, obviously, Dan Quinn. I think the most important thing is their offensive line. I yeah, mean, offensive line will be a question for us. I think I think we lost a lot of depth there, but we, we obviously we drive the top. And what are they gonna do with Zeke? I mean, yeah. that's that's a that's a whole different story because we're so we're stuck with him. No one wants to take that contract. Yeah. Well we're you stuck. can next year you could actually buy him out or uh you know, it doesn't affect your cap as bad as it would have this year. I would drop them next year. I mean, it's going to affect your cap at least. I think we said what ten million, eleven million. Yeah, I I, I would drop him a, a, after this year. Fifteen, isn't it? I think the average value 15, of this is fifteen. 15 but I think but this year it's a twelve million dollar. It's a twelve cap. million dollar cap. Yeah. yeah, it's like twelve. I think next year it'd be ten. For me personally, I love what the Cowboys have done this offseason. I mean, I just can't tell you. How much I can't wait to see Are Garrett you being Wilson, Jordan Davis, and Sauce Gardner play for the Cowboys. Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> they all three of those guys? <laughs> no, Jordan Davis gets the sack. Uh, Carl says, uh, Justin, Booker resigns with the Suns four years, 200 Yeah, we just, uh, we, that's old news. Yeah. <laughs> That's 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 big extension. Mm-hmm. Maybe that's yeah. why he broke up with the Kardashian. <laughs> <laughs> I cannot wait until the NFL season starts. Do you know Jordan Davis is going to spend more time in the Cowboys' backfield than Zeke will this year? <laughs> uh, you're funny. I can't wait to see it. Well, what what do you you don't think the Philadelphia Eagles are going to be better than the Cowboys this year? Oh, it's not going to be Come on, Nathan. You don't think that? No, we're, we're we're it's going to be between the Cowboys and Eagles for the division. Well, the Giants' schedule is pretty damn easy. I mean, one team added players and one team lost players, and I don't know how you don't think that that's like the, the Eagles. They oh, breaking news! Good players. Carl, Carl Anthony Towns just signed the extension. Did he? Yeah, four year deal, two hundred and twenty four million. I think. Wow. Damn, what they're paying these guys, man. Jeez, man. Good for him. Good for him. Carl Anthony Towns got got a big extension, Jeff. Oh, good. Good for him. Now, Nathan, my question is with the defense, though. They lost a couple players too. You know, yeah, we lost a couple players, but um, I I feel like this is the time where I think the 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 players we had last year for like like the younger players from last year will take a. Uh, another step. I think this 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 is the time of year they have these young players need to show what they got for uh, to Dan Quinn. And I feel like having Dan Quinn back in the system, obviously he brings a different t- type of energy than than any other defensive coordinators we had over the past year. So I feel like I feel like um, 
with Dan Quinn, I, I I feel confident in the defense. It's just I think I feel like we lack um, secondary. We need more secondary help. Definitely. I think, but the but the front the front seven is amazing. I like I like our depth in the. Uh, in the defensive line position, linebacker. I look linebackers is okay. Linebacker, uh, they're actually very good at. I worry about their D line though, especially losing Gregory last year. They're going to need another overperformer type thing like he had. Yeah. Uh, Carl says Nithin on for an hour and hands me a hand me down breaks a hand me down story on Carl Anthony. Yeah, Here's, <clears throat> Here's my prediction for the Cowboys this year. Ready for my prediction? I can't wait for. This. They're going to go eight eight and one. <laughs> they play the Eagles in Week Six, mm-hmm. okay? Mm-hmm. And I can't wait to watch Jordan Davis wear Dak Prescott like Buffalo Bill did. You know what I'm saying? It puts the lotion on the skin or it gets the hose. Right? And then he's going to have his foot on backwards again. Yes. Right? In yes. Six. yes. And yes. Gonna we're going to beat, here, we're gonna beat okay? the Eagles. But Jeff, here's gonna the beat, good news. We're going to beat the Eagles. On the waiver wire will be EJ Perry. Watch. We're going to beat the Eagles. We're going to beat the Eagles this year. Watch. Oh man, we're gonna beat the Eagles. Eagles suck. The Cowboys. Watch. Jack has a backwards foot. You get EJ Perry. It's a win-win. Dude, EJ Perry saving the Cowboys. Dude, everybody's sleeping on us. Everybody's even Pat McAfee sleeping on us. Come on, hey, we're gonna prove people wrong. I feel like the Cowboys and Eagles will battle it out for the division. Uh, honestly, Nathan, I, I I love you, man. But uh, the the Eagles, all the acquisitions they made in the offseason, they are so much better than the Cowboys. Okay, let me ask you this. <laughs> who, who, let me ask you this. Who uh, we had the better quarterback, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So not by much. Yeah. Not by much. All right, go ahead, Nathan. What do you what do you got? Okay, who 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 has the uh, who who has the better receiver core right now? Uh, the Eagles. Eagles for sure. Yeah, absolutely. AJ Brown, Brown and, and yeah. Smith. Yes. Who else? Right. Running back. Oh, the, Running the Eagles. Eagles. Absolutely. They Tight have end. the. They have the. They have a three-headed monster. The Eagles. tight end is definitely the Eagles. The Dallas Goddard had a great year last year. Yep. Yeah, what else? Offensive sad. line. Eagles. Defensive line. Eagles. Eagles. Secondary. Eagles. After the acquisitions they made this offseason, the Eagles are a better team, man. They're just a better team. Jordan Davis spends 60 minutes dry humping <laughs> Dak Prescott up and down the field. <laughs> oh, God. Humping. I, I, I can't wait until the season starts. This is going to be I a know, fun I season. can't wait either. I the cannot Cowboys wait. finish in second in that division. Yeah, I, I eight, think eight and one. Eight, I think they can one. Honestly, that's what I said on the uh, 104.5 The Zone today. I, I, I told them I can't wait for the season to start. For the Eagles to get sec- or for the Cowboys to get second in the Honestly, season. honestly, yeah. I don't even know if the Cowboys are going to be the you second think Washington Leafrog. I think Washington is going to be good this year. And I apologize, Speedy Giants lost. I, I think they'll be last. I, I do. I, I don't have. I don't think. I think the Giants will be better. I, I still think they'll be last. And we'll do our predictions because I got to look at the you know look at the teams and look at where they you know their on. records they, and, and the, they, the games that they have they, placed. But I think it's going to be Philadelphia one. Uh, I think it's Washington two, Cowboys three. And uh, right now, I got to look at their schedules and the Giants four. And then, speaking of the Giants, uh, Saquon Barkley is healthy. So allegedly, right? It's only actually stays healthy. It's still a question mark. Uh, Carl says Nathan hasn't named a player on the Cowboys yet, other than Zeke and Dak. Wait, and, what? And then he is in the only basement in Florida. Breaking news: there are no basements in Florida. <laughs> 
how, how can someone explain this to me like I'm a third grader because I'm missing this. How can a team possibly yeah. lose their X receiver and their Z receiver without replacing them whatsoever? And someone can think you got better. You got James Washington. Come on now. Let's oh, go. yes. James Washington. Well, I loved as a prospect. I'll admit I was wrong on him. James Washington. James Washington your saving grace. Yeah. Uh, you think James Washington is replacing Amari Cooper? No. He's replacing James Cedric Washington Wilson. Was the fifth receiver on Pittsburgh? You know, the I think. You know, you know, I think is really funny. Claypool actually came out and said he's the third best wide receiver in all the football. No, no, he see top three. This is the context, though. He's the third best wide receiver in football at celebrating first downs. CD Lamb, CD Lamb, CD Lamb is going to have a big year for us. You guys don't understand, right? CD Lamb is going to have a big year now. Third best wide receiver in football, but now that James Washington, who played behind him, is on the Cowboys, he immediately becomes the best wide receiver. CD Lamb, CD Lamb is gonna have a big year. For I us. think yeah. so too. I do think so too. But he's got to stay healthy. He didn't stay healthy all season. No, CD Lamb's gonna have a big year, and then the beef of the offseason will say trade him now. Wow, great pick, and he's a great receiver, and I love him. But one receiver <laughs> does not make a team. It no. doesn't. No. Carl says Nithin saying that the the bear is like the Bears saying that is like the Bears getting better at wide receiver by signing Byron Pringle. <laughs> First of all, here's Carl, the thing. Oh, Carl, come I, on. I loved CD Lamb coming out of college. I was talking to the Beeb on how much I like CD Lamb because Beeb was like, no, he stinks, he's terrible. CD Lamb's one of the best receivers in football, hands down, no doubt. But he was there last year. And, and so I don't see how you've gotten better by losing players. CeeDee Lamb was already there. No, Jeff, this is, nobody. Jeff, this is what the Beeb will do. If, if CeeDee Lamb has a big year, he'll say, trade him now. <laughs> Fans can't admit when they're wrong when they hate guys. I love CD. <laughs> <laughs> you guys are too much. Oh my god. Oh man, you guys did are pieces. Of did I not love CD Lamb? You did. Yes, you did. <laughs> the majority, and I, majority of people, except for the beef, love CD Lamb. And I love CD Lamb. He was my top five. He was in my yeah, top he was. five. Mm-hmm. He was in my top five, and I, I love CD Lamb. But when he, he fell to seventeen, I was surprised. I was surprised. X receiver and your Z receiver and Cowboys fans, they're so lost in the fog or drunk. They're like, Blake Jarwin will pick up the slack. Mm. Blake Jarwin's the second, the second tight end. Yeah, go. You're going to go have that be receiver numbers. And, and here's the thing. If, if teams know the ball's going to CD Lamb, what do you think they're going to do? Double team. They're going to double team them. And it, it, that means the other guys are going to have to make plays. And, and, and that was the one Michael thing about Gallup, Amari. Michael Gallup. We got, we got off an injury? You gonna trust that? That was the one thing good good about Amari Cooper. He's a great route runner. So if you, yes. even if you double team him, he's going to catch the ball. You know what I mean? Right. CD Lamb is not. He's not. He's not, his strength isn't route running. His strength is speed, and he has very good hands. That's what he. Go ahead. What were you saying, Jeff? If Cowboy. If Cowboy fans are super excited about James Washington, I cannot wait till Belichick calls the Cowboys and you get a load of Nikhil Harry. You'll love it. <laughs> You'll love they it. actually called for Nikhil Harry, believe it or not. They did. Yep. They, call, they called the Patriots they for Nikhil Harry. Do it. They should do it. Cowboys fans will love Nikhil Harry. He's so unproductive, he'll make James Washington look like an all-star. <laughs> Carl, uh, Carl has a message again for you. For <laughs> James Novacek is not walking through the door to play tight end. <laughs> yeah. You're still hanging on for Moose Johnson. <laughs> Don't worry, Jeff. We can we can we can send Nathan the uh, the the videotapes of the Cowboys. Nathan loves his Cowboys. NFC man. Championship he loves his appearance. Cowboys. Hey, listen, I, I'm so excited. 
give away Nikhil Harry. You can have him for a fifth oh. round draft pick. I I I I I want to I want to hope and be excited about the Jets, but I don't know what the Jets are going to bring this year. I don't know. They're going to be better than the Cowboys. I'll put money on that. I think so too, but it, it all depends on you know the quarterback and the quarterback play. That's the most it important thing. By week six, Dak's yeah. going to have his foot on backwards. <laughs> You're so mean to Dak. I love Dak. I'm not being being mean. We're not even talking about the biggest piece they probably lost, which is Lyle Collins. (laughs) That is the biggest piece they lost. And now he's going to be playing for the Bengals. Watch how dangerous that team's going to be. Holy crap. First down, Dak is going to drop back, throw the football 50 yards up in the air to run 10 yards downfield to try to catch it. Joe Burrows had one of the worst offensive lines in football last year. And now they, with the additions that they made, they're going to have such an upgrade. Could you imagine how good Joe Burrows is going to be? On, I, I, on think that the, line? I think Pro Football Focus graded him as the 22nd best offensive line in football. And now they're going to be like probably at least 12. Uh, Arrow, speaking of your Jets, um, you, guys, you guys improved a lot on offense. They did. We'll see what happens. You know, you, you don't know. Zach's got to take – he's got to move forward. If, if, if that offensive line stays healthy, we'll see. I, I don't trust – that they stay healthy. The Jets never stay healthy and if, until they prove that bucks. they can. I got 100 bucks as Zach Wilson throws for more yards than Dak Prescott. Really? Ooh, interesting. Mm. He's got no one to throw to and no one blocking now. And, by the way, barely a running game because Tony Pollard and Zeke have been constantly hurt. Mm, that's true. Yep. And the Jets' running game is young, so – Getting better with Brees Hall yep. and Carter yeah. and those kind of things. And they went and got more receivers. They went and got Garrett Wilson. Which I heard, you know, by uh, the way, I heard a lot of good th- – th- th- yesterday I heard he was – I'm just saying. I, I'm, I'm just Let's saying I'm just saying what I heard at, at the camps, how great he's looked. We, we, we heard last year how great Zach Wilson looked in camp. And it they said that about Elijah Moore. Elijah Moore was pretty translate. good. Okay, so let's not do this. I'm just I'm do. I'm only saying what they said about Garrett Wilson. Great cold yeah. ranges. Yeah, I see. Um, Carl says better chance Nate Newton finishing a line of coke in prison or James watching Washington having fifty catches. Okay, Carl. A terrible um, <laughs> analogy. Michael Irvin was a coke guy. Nate Newton had the weed in the airplane. <laughs> Get your narcotics, get your drugs straight, and then we can talk. <laughs> yeah, but do you guys see the um, interview? Michael Irvin, Gar- Coke guy. Did you guys see the interview that Garrett Wilson had with Ryan Clark? Yes. Yeah, that was awesome. Yes, I like Garrett Wilson. I think he's gonna. I think he's a good kid. We'll see uh, what it translates in the NFL. A lot of most, a lot of the Ohio State wide receivers have been very successful in the NFL. So, and they, they, re- a lot of people, including. Including you, Jeff, liked Garrett he's Wilson. No, he's no James Washington. <laughs> <laughs> Carry the Oklahoma State wide receiver legacy. Him and him and uh, Des Bryant. Mm-hmm. Him. How about the other one? You're you're forgetting the other one. Who's the other horrible Oklahoma State receiver? Horrible. Oh. Supposed to be the next great thing, Speedy. You don't even need to go back to the one you just mentioned. There was one right in between. Mm. Oklahoma State um... for Oklahoma State. Hmm. No, I'm done. He was supposed to be great, and he was worse than any cowboy you could ever imagine. Um. <laughs> no, I don't remember that. Who? Justin Blackman. Oh, I remember Justin oh, Blackman. Yeah. Oh, Justin Blackman. Okay. Yeah. 
Justin, oh, I feel bad. Of a human being. He, they said they said he was, you know, his he he had drug problems and everything. Where where is he now? He's retired. No, he's been retired for a while. Well, I know, but where where is he now? Do you know? Rehab. He's suspended. He's in rehab or something, man. He, he he's uh, so many problems, man. Fights. He was fighting. Justin Blackman. He was getting <laughs> he was getting fights in in the bars and stuff like that. He was bad. What what did what did Carl say? Joe Burrow will be so good he will add. The S at the end of his name, like Errol calls him all the time. <laughs> Joe Burrows, yes. That's John, right. John, John That's right. John Moran just on extension. What do you got? You're the insider, Nathan. What is what he? John Moran. Um, he signed a, uh, a five-year deal with a, worth $193 million. He should get okay, more yeah. Than, he should get more than that. He wasn't, he wasn't eligible for the max, he's, max rookie deal. He's the best point guard in the NBA. I think he is. Yeah, I was reading something on that. He wasn't eligible for the maximum rookie deal because he was the second team all NBA. And if he stayed healthy, I, w- I wonder if they, the Golden State Warriors would have been knocked off. I, it's I think possible. They yeah, it's definitely possible. I think they might have. But uh, out of this, out of Jokic, Jokic got most of the money, two hundred seventy. I would love, yes, right. I would love to see KD go over there and play with him. What Denver? No, Grizzlies. 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 Oh, Grizzlies. Oh, I would That's love to yeah. see him and well, they KD have to give play. up. They got to give up Jaron Jackson. They got to get a landing spot for KD. Where? Very, very seriously. It makes like maybe not money wise, but basketball wise, it's the best place he could ever go. Where? And they would be an absolute Celtics, buzzsaw. Minnesota. I, I I've said that Minnesota yeah. would be a great. But they got to give up Carl Anthony Towns. No, they, no, they wouldn't. wouldn't. No, they, no, they wouldn't. wouldn't. Not at this point. Or Anthony Edwards. They wouldn't have to give away any of those two guys. Nope. No, but um, but for the Grizzlies, you, they have to give up Jaron Jackson. They got to give up Desmond Baines. Okay. And they, the next, the next will be asking for Jaron Jackson, Desmond, Desmond Baines, and then most likely and probably like KD wants out. KD wants out, so you're not going to get as much right. for him. Nathan, if you if they have to give away both of those players, it's probably that and maybe two first round picks at that point. Because yes. Bain is an established and remember, good player. Remember, and Kevin Durant is coming off a bad injury. Uh, yes, he's played well for the last two years, and he's thirty four years old. So you're talking about an age, a guy that's going to be next year. He'll be thirty five. You're going to give up all that for Kevin Durant? I, I don't. I don't think they're going to. Like Timberwolves would be good. The Grizzlies would be great over there playing with John Morant. Could you imagine him and Kevin Durant playing together? Oh my God, how fun they they'd be fun to watch. Now you maybe the Cowboys can swing a trade for maybe wide receiver help. <laughs> I think Kevin Durant imagine would be their the, best wide receiver. Imagine the Kevin Durant or tight end. That's all Cowboy fans would talk about. Oh, my God. Do you see the catch radius he has? <laughs> it's incredible. Jerry Jones loves spending money. It wouldn't rule it out. He, he's, he's an amazing compliment to James Washington. <laughs> <laughs> He'd be a giant on the football field, Kevin. Oh, I, I would, actually, I wouldn't mind our receivers being LeBron and KD on Dallas. LeBron could play football. I, KD, I, I can't. He's too thin. He'd get killed. He's tall, but LeBron James is built like an ox. Don't worry, not, none of them will be ever going to open in time if Jordan Davis is in the backfield. I, I sign Kevin Durant to play wide receiver, and the only play I run for him is the back corner stage of the end zone from the five. No one's going to outjump him. No, nobody will outjump him. He's so long. 
You just throw it up there and let him catch it. But LeBron James is a beast. I think LeBron James would would have broken records if he played football. <laughs> Carl says Durant high pointing the ball. Nathan will write the feature piece. Oh man, LeBron James would be special. Man, watching him play football, he would be special. That would that would be the most amazing thing. Imagine the Cowboys signing Kevin Durant. But just to make sure they screw everything up, they get Kyrie to play running back. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> Very flat. Very flat in Texas. Maybe, maybe, Kyrie, maybe Kyrie Irving will convince Jerry Jones the earth is flat. Oh, oh my God. Oh, it's going to take him to get a nose ring. <laughs> or he could be like Steph Curry, who thinks that we never ever step foot on the moon. I mean, <laughs> These NBA Jerry players, Jones will fund the. They uh, have NASA. to be the NBA <laughs> players have to be the stupidest people, man. They and then really, mix in Jerry Jones, and then you might have a trifecta. Uh, Jeff says, "Serious question, Jeff. Serious question. Do you like Sam Adams Summer Al, or is it garbage?" Sam is a tasty summer beverage. I can't drink too many of them because they're they're a little on the sweet side. But if I had one or two of them, very delicious. Oh. <laughs> very delicious, Jeff. Thank you, man. You get it in that glass that has like the serrated bottom, so all the bubbles. Wait, what was the question? Have you seen that Sam Adams glass? Sam, Ad- he said. Carl says, serious question. Do you like Sam Adams Summer Ale or is it garbage? Oh, okay. like- Sam Adams is good. I don't drink. I don't know. Jeff, I've seen the ga- glass you're talking about. My brother goes to school, went to school in Boston, so he takes texted pictures of them. I've never seen it in person though. Yeah, it's terrific. Going so your beer never really goes flat. It's and but it's just a little on the sweet side. It's like kind of a it's a citrusy summer beer. Right. It's a tasty treat, especially when you don't get much of summer in those cold places like Boston and that trash town New York. Thank you, Jeff. Nothing but piles of thank you, Jeff. Rat infested. Dirty thank you, Jeff. Thank you, people. It's cold there. In the thank you, Jeff. Terrible. Thank you. Go Cowboys. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, Jeff from Tampa. Interesting guy. Oh, my God. Interesting guy. I get, I get, I get so much hate when I'm on this show, by the no, way. No, you don't. They're just playing around with you, dude. They're just playing. They, Dude, do you know um, the whole show, uh, we were we were off the, the Knicks topic for 20, uh, after 20 minutes. All they kept doing was bringing up the Knicks when we had, we weren't even talking Let's about it. Let's go, Knicks. We got Jalen Brunson. Oh, Let's please, go. Jalen Brunson, man. We're please, get Donovan up. Mitchell. Then we could talk. All right, yeah. They think, get Donovan uh, Mitchell, Donovan, we'll talk. Donovan Mitchell's going to Miami. I don't think so. No. I don't. They can't afford him. They can't afford him. It doesn't make any sense. That is a terrible fit. There's no way Donovan Mitchell goes to Miami. No way. Atlanta's probably out now, too. They just made a trade yeah. for Murray, so they're probably out, too. The only, I think, I, I think the, who, do, who, do you, wait, who do you think will give up for Mitchell to come to New York? Who would the Knicks give up? They, yeah. uh, Julius Randle. There would be a three-team trade, Julius Randle and picks, a lot of picks. And maybe a player that they have right. on the team, Grimes, yeah. or Quigley, or Obi Toppin. They're gonna have to trade probably one Quigley because it's a guard, probably guard and yeah. guard. Yeah, yeah. They're gonna have to. That, that's what they're gonna have to. Then probably three or four first round draft right. picks for him. Yeah. And we got we got our backup center today too, the guy from the Clippers. Oh, please yeah. give me a break. Um, get Donovan Mitchell, and the Knicks had a great off season. Don't yeah. get him, and it's okay. It's not a great offseason. But, but Jalen Brunson's a good start for us, though. Yeah. I'll yes. Yeah. They get Donovan Mitchell, and they get rid of Julius Randle. Oh, my God. It's a great, it's a great I think I think we're, we're having a better offseason than the Nets right now, oh. obviously. So. Everyone's and having every, a better offseason. Everybody <laughs> and their mother. I think if, if I signed Speedy's mom, I had a better offseason. <laughs> 
I mean, seriously. I mean, no, nope, she 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 didn't accept your deal. She wanted a no trade clause. There you go. So I'll 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 sign Speedy's um, aunt. There you go. <laughs> Anyways, no, nope, she she she's not eligible for a max contract. Nithin, do you have anything to say before we let you go, man? Yeah, so we'll get you on next week. We'll get you on yeah. next week. Thank you as thank you always as always for having me on the show. You guys are the best. You thank guys you. bring it thank all you. the time with your guests and the entertainment and the uh, the jokesters and whoever's in there. Uh, thank you and uh, go follow us the NR Hour Sports Show. Go follow us on YouTube. Carl, Carl says uh, one more thing. Carl has to say to you. I can only imagine the insight Nithin gave on the Titans in that interview by not naming a single player. <laughs> Tomorrow. I, I know players on the team. So. He's messing around with you, dude. He's they, they, You should know on this show, on this feed, it, it's they're all ball busters. Jeff is the biggest ball buster of them all. The biggest. At least Carl roasts his own teams, though. Yes, he does. <laughs> Jeff, uh, Jeff will just attack everybody. Yeah. By the way, he also says pickleball tourney in Naples this weekend. <laughs> come, come on down. That's what he says. He wants you to come to the pickle, the pickle twenty. So, but um, yes, yeah, so, uh, go follow us on uh, <laughs> YouTube, iHeartRadio, Spotify, Anchor, on all the podcast platforms, and on Instagram and Twitter, the NRR underscore. Uh, this week we had uh, Brian McKinney, mm-hmm. a former NFL player, Super Bowl mm-hmm. champion, very good offensive line. Um, they were on AGT, the America's Got Talent players' score. Oh wow! Hmm. Yeah. Speedy wants to make love to him. Who? Speedy wants to make love to him. To Brian McKinney. <laughs> Brian McKinney would try finds to, him very a, attractive. Very and, then, uh, and then today we had Jamon Brown, a former uh, NFL guard, Louisville guard. If you know. Oh, him. Jamon Brown. Yeah, he played. He played a little bit for the Giants. Yeah, I remember him. He played yeah. for the Giants. Rams, he played for the Rams. Yeah, yeah, I remember. Falcons him. and Eagles. Um, yeah, he was on the show today. And then yesterday we had um, Speedy's Tony bomb. No, yesterday man. we had Tony Wetmore. She's uh, she's uh, oh speaking of yeah she works for Oklahoma State. She's a uh, video creator. And I a, watched uh, that. I watched the interview. Yeah. She was talking about uh, somebody that was drafted. That Devin was, Harper, the yeah, Cowboys, who didn't want yeah. he didn't go to the combine, who, who got drafted. Yeah. So uh, and and um, yeah, we had her on the show, and then we're working on getting Bruce Rondon, uh, your guy. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, hopefully, uh, he's good. I mean, he he um he know he understands uh, English while typing. That's it. Mm. Right, but he, he wasn't able to speak. it. That was the thing. That's why his wife came on and helped us out with the translating. Very nice guy. Yes, very nice guy. Yeah, so I think he might come on July 11th. Good. I think, yes. Yeah, so, and then uh, next week we're figuring out what to do for next week. And then I think July 12th. You should have Speedy's him. ass on one, one week. That is never going to happen. Yeah, I think uh, July 12th. I think we're having uh, Harry Douglas on July 12th. Oh, I like Harry Douglas. Yeah. On Atlanta. He, he was a good personality. Mm-hmm. Very, I, I would love to hear some of the stories over there when he was there. I've tried like four times getting him on. I can't get a response. Mm. And I, everything Antoine Harris says about him, he seems like such a great guy. We should ask you should ask Antoine Harris to get Harry Douglas. On. Yeah, the, the, a dual interview. There you go. Oh, good idea. You know, if 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 I can, if you can, uh, uh, if you can find that interview on July twelfth with Harry Douglas, do you guys want to join that too? Yeah, why not? Yeah. Why not? I'll, I'll let you know the time, too. All right. Nith, thank you for calling, bud. Yeah, no problem. Thank, thank you. Come on. We'll get you on next week, and, yeah. and, and Jeff won't be uh, going crazy on top go, of you. Go so. turn up at a club or something, man. Come on. Let's you go. want me to turn off? Uh, dude, you don't no, want I me. said go turn up at a club. All right. Invite me. I'll come. I'm, I'm off on Saturday. 
<laughs> but you're you're in Florida. So yeah, but no, no, I told you guys have to come to one of my parties in Jersey. Absolutely. Yeah. Tell me why. Yeah. We'll come out. Yeah. Absolutely. All right. Thanks, Niff. Thank you. Great show. By the way, thank you to the Painted Line 76ers and NBA reporter writer Austin Crowell for pissing me off like he always does. <laughs> thank you, Austin. He just has to find something new to, to stir He's you up. He's in love with Steph Curry. Legitimately in love with that man. I, 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 think, I think if Steph Curry told him to get on his knees, I think he would. So just, just now the real question. Thank who you, lo- Austin. Who, who, lo- who, loves, who loves Steph Curry more, Austin, Vinny Rubo, or Tyler Harrison? <laughs> I would say Vinny. Tyler Harrison. You like Tyler? Yeah. All right. I like Austin. Austin's cool. He really is. Good personality. Thank you to all the fans. Carl, thank you for your craziness. Uh, uh, Jeff and all the fans. Snug being the crazy that he is. Basement Party in Jersey, hosted by Niffin. Sounds like the start of a horror movie. <laughs> C-list actors—that's <laughs> great. <laughs> Poor Nathan. It'll it'll be as a-list of a movie as James Washington is as a wide receiver. That's true too. Anyways, uh, we'll be back next week on Tuesday, as always. Listen to the Weekend Crunch on Saturday at 7 p.m. live on 103.9 FM. If you're not here, listen to us uh, on the iHeartRadio app uh, on the Li News Radio. Um, Anything to say, Speedy, before we go? Yeah, I'll just mention on Tuesday, uh, our guests uh, returning to the show at 10 p.m. will be Pro Football Focus Sirius XM football host Brian Drake. We had him on right before the offseason started. And then at 10.30, we have the athletic NBA analyst and author of the mid-range theory, Seth Anchorage Man Partno. Oh, how wonderful. Great. Um, I'm sorry, we were supposed to get four. We were supposed Jacoby to have Ford, Jacoby yes. Ford, but he had to cancel with us this week. We'll get him on probably in the next two weeks, so he'll be joining us. Uh, I'm sure he'll be a great interview mm-hmm. as well. But uh, thank you to the fans. We'll be back next week. Until then, this is Daryl Mark, Speedy Petey, and the Loud Mount saying good night. We'll talk to you then. You're, you're, you're listening to the Worldwide Sports Radio Network.